0: I was just like sitting here. There was like a. I was getting like sharp pains in my abdomen, right, from bloating or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going Uh on. And I was like, "This is it. Like I'm gonna go to sleep, and like something (laughs) inside of me is gonna pop, and I'm just not gonna wake up." And I was like, "You know what? That's fucking. That's fine. I'm fine with that."
1: Dan's a fucking weirdo, dude. Death makes him super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't is, like he he's like, oh, oh I'm Dan. I wanna live. You know, that's him. That's what Yeah, the entire time I was like. telling
0: that story, he was just like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what is dying? Right. Yeah, never thought 100%. about that before.
1: Yeah, Dan is like uh Dan is like Dan is like uh uh a uh, Doctor Strange in the sense that uh oh. he's like uh, t- uh Sp- uh, sp- I only believe in science, and when <laughs> the body decays, then ev- that everything's gone, so I want to stay alive as long as humanly possible. Well, John and I are more of the Chad mm-hmm. types that know when we die, our spirits will ascend into the multiverse, and uh, I will spend the remainder of my years uh, probably haunting Dan's family. I think if I Ooh, you know, really... Just show up. I know he has a nephew, you know, maybe I'll make the walls bleed <laughs> sit on his chest while he's sleeping, various sleep paralysis demon kind of things. I'm sorta of, I'm sort of stoked. I'm sort of looking forward Ooh, to it. Yeah,
0: I want to be the sleep paralysis demon for Dan. <laughs> Ooh, just we like, could both we we yeah. could
1: take shifts being Dan's nephew's sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I call
0: the I call the chair that's just like in the corner of his room. Like Ooh, right okay. by the door. Right. oh
1: okay so he wakes up and he looks up and i'm on his chest and then he looks at the only safe exit yeah the only exit and and i'm just gonna be there and so he and so even if he managed to escape my grasp you would just be there with long tendril like claws to just sort of sink into him to make sure he's never actually leaving that room
0: yeah that's what i aspire to
1: okay cool oh hold on dan wants to say something uh dan you have the floor (laughs) (laughs) all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well hey uh what's up what's up everyone it's uh your favorite podcast right, hold Cape on, shit, no, no, on no no no, no. Wait, i turned it off
2: what? i okay, turned, wait, it, turned it off okay okay what? what a bamboozle dude holy shit i'm paused hold on pause uh uh-huh. is that really our podcast intro or are we really doing <laughs> uh-huh. this um yeah. mm, uh, okay okay uh, okay so, a little bit. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, are, are we, are we doing that? Is that our, like, that's gotta be edited down quite a lot.
1: Okay. You know what, Dan? So for the 15th <laughs> fucking week in a row,
2: what would you like to talk about? No. <laughs> Fuck. You just said before this podcast that every one of our last three episodes were about you going to the uh-huh. gym. That's true. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah that, that was bad. So don't add like, not I'm the one content. controlling the subjects mm-hmm. here. Right. Yeah.
1: Um. So, uh. You yeah. guys
0: been at the gym lately? All right, <laughs> yeah, good actual- intro everybody. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey, with
1: hey, he- hello, I'm 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 Christian, <laughs> aka
2: uh, Dr. Sleep Paralysis, here with another yeah, exciting wow. episode of Cape shit. And I'm Dan and I only have a niece.
0: Uh I'm John and I'm your local hypochondriac. Yep.
2: Okay. And and this is
1: And and this is all K- 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 shit. 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 all right what's up fellas today it's a uh uh yep doctor strange we made it all the way to the second movie of phase two uh, uh three. All, all, all the way to phase three uh, <laughs> Clifford Unger is in this movie which I appreciated that was pretty fun um of hey, course uh, he's the he's the he's the antagonist from the video game Death stranding uh, oh,
2: also okay, known okay. as Mads Mickelson. yeah, if you said yeah Mads well, Mikkelsen, I would have
1: I don't okay. call him that personally but you know I, his friends call him Clifford Unger uh, mm. and uh, we also have was that guy like who, who starred in this movie? Why, why, why? Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Benedict yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict. What's he? What's what's he in? That's not Sherlock. Holmes? Sherlock. What? But, the, uh, but- he's also
0: smog. Smaug. Yes. Yeah,
1: Smaug. Yeah, from the Hobbit, the
2: oh. dragon. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't.
1: I didn't. I didn't. Wait, he's the. He's a he's he's a, the dra- he's the a dragon.
2: dragon. He is the dragon and he huh. does all the yeah. motion capture himself what? for the dragon's movement. No, he does You got to you <laughs> got to go watch it on YouTube, dude. It's him in a mocap <laughs> suit on the ground on all sick. fours. Uh, that
1: sounds so cringe, dude. What the Being <laughs> fuck? a dragon. Yeah, I'm crying. Look, it's, it's the, the most performance actor of a thing. lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I okay.
2: am look yeah, up. you just you don't get it. The yeah, only thing I, you, you act in is cape shit. So, yeah, yeah that's true
0: though. Yeah, like what what else is Benedict Cumberbatch in
1: Right. Like, was, I, he, I was he was he was he one of the, the doctors or am I being racist by just assuming <laughs> that because he's like British?
2: No, he was not I'm one on. of doctors uh, okay. from Doctor Who. He was gotcha uh sherlock i'll mention that again uh he was in the imitation game power of the dog uh, i didn't see what? that that was a pretty what? acclaimed movie for 2021 power he also of the just, dog the power of the dog movie for 2021 oh, yes. sounds familiar yes I it was know. critically hmm. acclaimed uh, i don't know i don't buy it yeah well okay uh he was also in uh spider-man no way home as doctor strange <laughs> oh
0: okay cool. oh, Okay. i know that one but that's
2: right. that's yeah okay he was also spock no just kidding yes hmm. he was no he wasn't huh no Wait, he was wasn't that, wasn't, that, wasn't that he, Leonard Khan. Oh, he was Khan. Boy? yeah he was Khan. no uh okay. in the new in the new star trek, <gasps> he was cool movie yeah he was star trek into darkness Did you guys ever was, see uh, like the one. original
1: wrath of Khan movie no. Yes,
2: when I was 12.
1: That shit fucking owns, bro. When Cat when, when when Captain Kirk is like he just like can't act at all and he's like yeah, like there's just this very dramatic scene where he's just like "Con! Con!" and it's like it's it's iconic. It's very bad. You should absolutely it's watch I- that movie sometime. Iconic? Ooh, icon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I oh,
2: oh, I know where you've seen him. It's uh Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, that's oh. right that would be where i know him from yeah
1: um well and then also there's like then also there's like a bald woman uh that's
3: yeah
1: Yeah, okay i did i don't i don't know her but she seemed important like you know that's someone that people would know i kind of got that vibe but i don't i don't i don't know who she was really
0: i haven't really seen her in much but she always plays like fucking random cool wacky roles and yeah it's the bill
2: Tilda Swinton is also the one person that Conan O'Brien always says could play her in a, uh, biopic. Uh, like, so Tilda would play Conan in the biopic and that's his ongoing joke from his late night show.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty funny. I wonder why that show got canceled.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Well, it yeah. was only on for like 25 years. So right, I, you know. with yeah. uh, gut busters such as that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, everyone. We're here Hello. talking about Doctor Strange, uh, directed by Scott Derrickson. Wow. Uh, everybody knows uh, yeah, Scott that, Derrickson, that, obviously. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was released November 4th, 2016 and made $677 million dollars worldwide change. yeah uh it got an academy award nomination for best visual effects uh sure. and a ton of mm-hmm. other nominations across the board really for its visuals uh and then it got its uh, first sequel in may 2022 with dr strange and the multiverse of madness
1: and didn't people like not i know we're jumping way ahead but yeah. didn't people like not like multiverse of madness that much it was very mixed it was yeah.
2: uh, a sam raimi thing Uh, so he was directing it and brought his very Sam Raimi feel to it in regards to some of the horror in regards to some of the like ways that it was shot. I don't know. John probably knows more about that than I do, but, uh, yeah, I, I think some mixed, some, you know, good, some bad. I don't know. I personally, surprisingly enough, Really liked it. Wow! Well, I thought it was, it was like one, one of the coolest, coolest really movies I've ever no, seen. No, I didn't say that. I didn't I, say that.
1: Uh, it had a, it had like a superhero in it, and so I'm like, I'm, so I'm like <laughs> a really big fan of like that kind of genre of film.
0: No, nah, Multiverse of Madness actually was um the one of the more fun, fun, funly Boom. directed Marvel movies, but in terms of just like. Overall story or whatever, it was it was okay.
2: Okay. It wasn't the well, best.
1: yeah. Well, because I because I'm kind of like I don't know how you could make a sequel to this movie that like wouldn't be better than this movie is. I guess because I'm like there was so much setup in this that it's sort of like now that the setup's out of the way, you just get to focus on the cool Doctor Strange stuff because now yeah. everyone's yeah. acquainted, and so it's like odd to me that it would even be like it like it seems like anything that would follow this would be better than this was so it's just interesting to me that that wasn't the general consensus
0: that's interesting you say that because we got a really fucking scuffed ass post credit scene at the very end that they did nothing with so <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that's 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 a future conversation yeah. to be had but yeah um long story short morto never shows up again and this storyline is never Wait, really addressed.
1: yeah yeah when he likes <laughs> when he like steals the de- <laughs> so he just like shows up and then makes a guy crippled <laughs> and yeah never shows up again. <laughs> and that's it yep. that's, that's that's the end of it
2: <laughs> yep so that is never addressed again <laughs> Uh, that's one of the Ooh, couple fuck, of dude. things in the MCU that just never has a payoff. Like, wow. um, like in, uh, the upcoming Spider-Man movie, Donald Glover plays, uh, uh, a character that we Aaron. believe is going to become, Something. uh, the Prowler in the MCU yeah. and that never pays off. So... Word. And, and now he's confirmed
0: fun. to be like working with a w- with Sony on their Marvel movie yeah, or something. Which just,
2: ugh, Sony needs to give up. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's get into some Doctor Strange uh, because I can already tell that Christian loved this. So yeah, you know what? Here's uh, the, here's here's what I'll
1: say. This was mm-hmm. so much better than Civil War. Like legit. Wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, like tr- truly. Um, I think actual like a thing all. I'll, I'll say this right off the rip. I did not love this movie, right? So before, it, <laughs> th- like, this is, no, this is no Ant-Man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but there were, sure. like, definite things about this movie I appreciated and I liked. Um, and, uh, I like, you've sort of heard me say it, like, throughout the podcast a lot at this point. But I just like when stuff sort of has, like, subtle thematic tones to it. And I liked how in this movie, the entire thing is just all built around time, like, even in the beginning. And then it's like, and no matter where the plot goes, it's still sort of this, like, idea of Doctor Strange, like, grappling with time. And then all those themes end up building to him using time to... Sort of finally uh, uh, defeat Dormammu in kind of a clever way, which mm-hmm. I still—we'll get to that when we get to that. There was sure. like that was still a little weird to me because it's like anytime you fuck with time narratives, there's just like a billion questions that I have, but you know. All in all, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it even kind of starts like like the, the beginning of the movie is him. You know, they're trying to get his watch and then the watch shatters and he's sort of, you know, like lost control of time. And then the, the end of the movie is him gaining control of time again. Like, I like shit like that. I just do. So, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of that here. So I at least was uh generally entertained throughout the entire thing as little stuff like that was popping up wow
2: well that's all yeah. we can ask for really. that is i mean that's uh, at this
1: point that truly yeah. is all i can ask
2: <laughs> plus <for. laughs> i think this movie had an advantage because of uh mads mickelson who uh, yes. starts off this movie right out the bat uh which we get to see him and uh two of his minions yeah. walking into this library
1: right and yeah. uh if Death Stranding showed us anything, it's that you take Mads, and then you just put some black shit around his eyes, oh, and I he's fucking that awesome. Like, yeah. that, that's all, you just need him with weird black shit on his face, and he's just, like, the most intimidating dude. Um, yeah, I also, I also appreciated that we got, like, a, a, a sort of a role reversal a little bit in this movie, where we get a... Mads Mikkelsen bondage scene as opposed to, you know, right. what they... Yeah. Then mm. As as opposed to them doing it to the woman, they just did it to Mads. And yeah. that was kind of fun for me. I mean, he's me. a I, sex I icon,
0: that. so... Dude, he he kind he
1: kind of is to me. Yeah. At least, I mean, like <laughs> legit. I'm just like, I think that is. A, I think that is a very attractive man. I like, I like, I like his whole look. I like his aesthetic a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't disagree.
2: Uh, well, I think what you also liked is that we started this movie off with an immediate decapitation, mm-hmm. just not wasting mm-hmm. any time. We yeah. get right into this library, hold this guy up in the air with magic rope, and then cut his head off.
0: Yeah, magic. Because bondage. it wasn't
2: enough. Just to hold him in place while they got the pages they needed. Yeah, mm. they needed to ensure this guy was not just dead, but I mean, no head dead. That's Ooh, a, a cl- classic no classic head, head, dead, no kind of head scenario. dead Yeah, yeah, for sure. They uh, which okay. I mean, hey, uh, I. Sure, I guess this was fine. I I didn't really understand why they had to decapitate him. I guess, but cool. Uh, yeah, he didn't decapitate setting, anyone else during this movie, so yeah. And, it, and, and, and it is
1: like John just said. It's like it literally is just tone setting in the sense yeah. that like yeah. they like they need to show like right off the rip. Not only are these guys like bad guys, but they're like crazed, maniacal. Yeah. They're outside the realm of. Of redeemable, you know, they're decapitating, yeah. They're, they're, the worst they're no head thing. dead
0: kind of people,
1: yeah. They're no head dead kind of dudes. The worst thing you can do to someone, which is, of course, hold them up with magic rope and then decapitate them. That's oh man. Yeah. And I actually did <clears throat> to this movie's credit. Uh, can we get some air horns, please?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Woo! Hey, what's up? It's Christian's to this movie's credit corner. Oh, uh, shit. I really actually did like in this intro how uh they uh d- like they th- they kind of they kind of accomplish a lot of things very quickly um yeah in a like again kind of subtle way where it's you know because it, it sort of starts with everybody, you know, in these kind of strange robes and, you know, this old sort of like culty kind of like Eastern, like, you know, spiritual feeling sort of deal. So you sort of get that out of the way. You know that those vibes are going to be there. And then, of course, you get, like, the uh, uh, display of magic. So you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's also going to be a theme. And then you get, like, Mads decapitating a dude. And so you're like, oh, okay, this dude's maniacal. And then they do the thing where they run out of the building, and now they're yeah. just in the modern setting. And so you realize that it this is, like, it's a fusion of kind of, like, old and new, which then ends up being... Doctor Strange's entire thing is that like, he sort of fuses the science and the magic, like that's his character. And you sort of have, which is this combination of, like, old and new. And then, even by the end of the movie, Doctor Strange is sort of a combination of old Stephen Strange and new. And then in this original scene, when they bust out into the city, it's another combination of old and new. And so you already sort of know that's going to be, like, a thematic thing happening through it. Like, and again, and they did it in a way... Where it's not just completely spelled out like yeah. Marvel movies so often do. So right. uh, again, subtle. I like I like shit that's a little more subtle. I thought that this intro was a nice subtle way to just get you real acquainted with like the themes and what was happening and then we could all just move past it without having to dwell on it for too long.
2: Yeah, no, that's true. And because as you were saying that, what I imagined in my head was kind of like a... Um, a Thor dark world intro where it starts off with a voiceover showing like, you know, magical spells and things. Right. thousands of years ago, the masters of the mystic yeah. arts, brought, you oh, know, like that
0: has just been wiped from my memory.
2: I know. Yeah. yeah?
0: <laughs> and that, 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 that would
2: have sucked. So yeah, yeah,
1: for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, we get that very quick introduction to Mads. We also see the ancient ones show up uh, and then they do a quick fight through the mirror dimension with buildings falling and bending. This is the first time we see a look also of what magic is going to look like in this movie, um, especially around the mirror dimension and bending reality and all that. And uh, I mean, we can kind of talk about a little bit here is like the visuals in this movie were amazing. Now you maybe have saw things that I didn't see, but I'll say like there weren't any super obvious like green screen terrible moments that we've seen in other things at least to my perspective Mm. i thought every one of these moments like when you know like the buildings are curving on each other and then like they fall through the air to the other side it's just like man the the effects on this were great
1: right so here's 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 what i'll say i'm i'm going to halfway agree with you right Mm -hmm. where I think the visuals were great, but I complete there were a lot of very obvious cheesy green screen moments to me. But huh. I'm able to forgive that because of the scale of what they managed to do. But I think sure. that like the most obvious times where that was happening was any time there was like a perspective switch in so like the the like there'll be like a character like running on the street and then he'll sort of jump and then be on the side of a building yeah. and then running sideways sure. on a building and anytime that happened it's like they didn't they didn't really have believable transitions between that and the and gravity
2: it's, switching right yeah, it was like yeah, not it, yeah. super convincing.
1: Right. And again but for me I'm like you know because I like I'll take it back to that classic scene that I shit on in um uh Guardians of the Galaxy with yeah. uh uh Star-Lord jumping. I'm kind of yeah. like if your CGI sucks on like a jump across a chasm, that's yeah. bad. Like you should that that like that if if anything should be believable it's that. But when it's like okay there's a guy on a street and like a building is like sort of becoming a crescent and then they're jumping onto the side of this crescent building to then go from like and then and and then running on it until they're upside down until they fall onto a catwalk like if that's not completely believable to me i'm like i yeah i get it that's 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 tough you know
0: yeah i was going to like point the same thing out is there are a lot of moments in the in the movie where they have people like change gravity centers from like jumping on the side of a of a building to like a 90 degree angle or whatever yes. and then they yep. like um they end up it's it looks like they just use full cg models to just like get those people where they need to be and then they will switch to like um like practically comped in people or like practical Action sequences where people are on like different walls at the same time fighting each other. Um, and yeah, I, I agree there's like there's a little bit of leeway that you have to give to them because of how how much visual effects they did all at the same time and throughout yeah. the entire movie. Um what I thought they did really well was the portals. And like yeah, in, especially I, in this I, I first, actually
1: completely agree with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and this first sequence they do the portals where we're like People are like falling, and then they'll they'll open up a portal, and they'll fall down, and then once they get through the portal, they'll just be running as if like they weren't falling in yeah. the first place. It's really really cool. They like they got the whole like video game portal gravity yeah, shift, the, the but, momentum like, and the yeah, gravity yeah. In, into into like the movie, and it's it's really cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now I I I agree. Uh, and now we get our first look at uh Doctor Strange, uh, but not. Superhero Doctor Strange. No, we're talking dick. about we got we got <laughs> we got, got bit we got big dick doctor.
1: He's a he's an asshole, and but yeah, he, but yeah, but, yeah. but but damn it, he's a he's he's so good. He's so good at his job. This is kind of like a trope I don't yeah. like often in media, where it's like you just sort of set up the character to like have like have. It's not. It's not that they're setting him up to have like no flaws, but it's like his flaws are surpassed by his genius. So yeah. his flaws are kind of like forgivable. Like it doesn't really make a super compelling character to me. Like I, I, I kind of, you know, by the end of the movie, I sort of understand why they structured it like that because it's his entire arc is like him needing to let go of his ego a little bit, but. Even still, like towards the beginning of the movie, I kind of thought it was obnoxious, I guess, in the framing of it, where they're just like, he has a photographic memory and he also knows everything, and he's the best surgeon in the world, and also he's buff, and also all the women are (laughs) attracted to him, and also he drives like really cool cars, and also he's like a genius, and also no one can surpass his you know, I- I- intelligence, but it's like, ah, if only he could not ju- it, like, if only he could be humble, you know, it's like, and I'm just kind of, I don't know like what it, it didn't really do anything for me, but it's that's sort of how they set him up in the beginning.
2: Yeah. I will say that doing this podcast mm-hmm. has made me slightly more, uh critical of these oh, types thank of scenes. God.
3: Woo! <laughs> uh, Alright.
2: <laughs> when I watched through this uh again, because I haven't seen this movie really since it came out in theaters, probably. Um, you know, I've seen like little clips here and there. But yeah, this this was very aggressive character yes. setup. Yes.
1: It, 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 yeah. That, and that is the aggressive. Like, they was, really, really, really
2: want to like shove it on you quickly, you know? Yeah. But, and it wasn't even that quick either. Like it was yeah. very aggressive and very technical and very so you know I wrote ah uh, lots of doctor phrases now uh, yep. that show that he's very good at saving people right and um, and yeah.
1: and I I that stood out to me too and I kind of hate that shit like yeah. and it's like when in order to like convince you of something they're just kind of like oh okay let's throw a bunch of like jarbled words out and and this is going to prove that this guy knows what he's talking about you know there's even like kind of a, a a moment that comes up later that i was going to bring up later but i'll just bring it up now because we're on it um Where uh after his hands get fucked up, spoiler alert, um, uh he's uh Are you gonna say
0: the same thing that I'm gonna say?
1: Ooh, I I don't know. I'm just saying that he's like in a room with like doctors Uh and uh and they're just like there's 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 nothing that can be done to to save you, Stephen Strange. And he's like well, we could bisect the arterial artery oh, okay. and instead go <laughs> directly to the latinoid carter or like whatever. And then everyone in the room is like, oh, my God, you're right. That could work. And it's just like, that's fucking dumb. You know, I mean, it's like it's like this room full of doctors that he says one sentence and it's like. Throughout that one sentence, suddenly he's struck upon something that, like all of these other people, it hadn't even occurred to them, you know. But 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 they kind of like do that to build his character. Like he's sort of the yeah. smartest guy in the room, and he knows a little bit more than everybody else does. And it just I don't know. It's whatever. It it, it does get better later yeah. to its credit. Yeah. But
2: and I I think what I really like about this though is that um a, a, at least once we get out of this uh, yeah. whole doctor moment is that. What I like about this movie is that we don't go back to it. Sure. Right? Like, we don't go back to him being a surgeon by day and Doctor Strange by night, or, you know, the, the opposite, where he's yeah. master of the or Mystic Arts. Strange but by he's still... day
1: and a surgeon by night. Well, <laughs>
2: right. The opposite. He's, yeah. Either yeah, one. Yeah. Either one. Right? And so, uh, yeah, that's why I also believe, though, that this was an overly aggressive setup because if this was meant to set up him uh, re-becoming a surgeon at the end of this while also being a superhero then maybe more set up with character building of these other like the other doctor or dr west i think his name was yeah. and christine and all that so um yeah anyways very very aggressive we also meet Christine Palmer in this right. moment uh, who has who... a
1: very strict rule against dating colleagues she calls it the strange policy
3: and it's uh, a <laughs>
1: cue me racking my shotgun against my skull i do <laughs> okay, not i do okay. not like uh, little fucking marvel moments like this it's just not 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 doing it for me yeah.
2: Well, luckily we're we're <laughs> out of there now. We're yeah. gone. <laughs> we're oh, we're shoot, out of the the hospital, uh, and now we're in a very fancy looking sports car. Which I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah, you're not what, a car guy. No, I'm not a car guy. I've got a Chevy Volt. Uh, 2013. Ooh. So that okay. is not a sports car. Okay, cool flex, um, Dan. Okay, yeah. I get it. Cool, <laughs> you
0: own a car. I you get own a car. It. That's great. Okay, right.
2: okay. Yeah, talk to me next time you flex your house, Christian. <laughs> All right, and uh, and my two cars. Let's just uh, anyway back to you, Dan. Okay, but they're both worse than mine. So yeah, I, don't uh, I don't know. I don't know if I don't agree with that. I don't know. Um.
1: I'm sort, of, I'm sort of like the Doctor Strange of cars because uh, I sort of have a little mix of old and a little mix of new. It's a little science with uh, mythology uh-huh. with my taste in cars. But anyway, back to you, Dan. That was
2: worse than the intro right. to this movie. Okay. so, <laughs> uh, But I bet you couldn't guess what's going to happen now because he's driving very fast right. in a sports car while on the phone and in the rain. Mm-hmm. On the side of a cliff that doesn't have a very good barrier to keep cars from falling off. Can you guess what's gonna happen next? Uh, uh I'm gonna guess he uh-huh. gets uh-huh. into a car accident that
1: for some reason mangles <laughs> his hands like worse than worse than anything else, which is yeah. of course what yeah. car accidents are known
0: to do. Well that's a pretty good it's a pretty good guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happens. He gets into a major car accident while looking at potential surgeries he's going to do for people. Yeah. Uh, Which I don't know if that's a thing. Like, do surgeons get to pick and choose like that, which uh, people they're going to perform surgery on and save? Like, oh, that's too risky. I don't want to risk my perfect surgery record. Is that like how that works? uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, I would. I would imagine.
2: Have us believe it.
1: Well, I would I would imagine and again, this is my completely I have no fucking idea. I'm just talking out my ass. But if I had to guess, I would guess that like probably not if you just sort of work at a general hospital style setting, but I think mm. it's sort of like set up that like Stephen Strange is in like a private practice because even when mm. he talks to a dude later, they're like we 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 went to you and you wouldn't perform surgery on me. So it's so, so it seems like He's like a private surgeon, kind of best of the best. So he only, you know. But then also he's like hanging around in the hospital with what's her face. So I, I, I d- yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a little nebulous. And also sure. like, does she like work? That's the other thing too. Like we got we we got like a very like one dimensional female character in here again. Like it's just sort of uh, Stephen Strange's Pepper basically, where it's like she just sort of drives his plot along by doing like weird shit. But like one of the things that I always thought was funny is that it's like, she's never, she's never doing anything. It's like basically like at any point in the movie, like she's sort of like, I'm this, I'm also a great surgeon, but then anytime Steven pops up, she's just sort of standing around, not doing anything only to then jump in and help him with whatever he needs. And I'm like, why are you even at this? She's not a
2: surgeon, right? I thought she's just a nurse and that the other guy, Dr. West, was the one doing the surgery on the other patient. Gotcha. She was yeah. the nurse for Dr. West and then went to Steven for a second opinion. Okay. So we're... her job is literally supporting the surgeons.
1: Yeah, just standing around. Okay, understood. Well, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I still around. didn't like her. Okay, all right. Something well, I wanted to uh, point out about the um, the car crash is yeah, th- I've watched this movie a couple times, but this is the only time I noticed like during the slow mo, like the sound that the car makes when his hands kind of like bash into his dashboard. I never realized like how much focus they put on his hands going through the dash and then like yeah. the little cracking sound. Yeah. I guess cuz it's the first time I, I like wore earphones while watching the movie but yeah. It was interesting.
1: I did I and, and I did I understand why they did it. I did think it was like kind of goofy though <laughs> that it's just sort of like he get he 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 he, 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 get, he gets in a car accident and then his hands become like mangled like just so, so, something about that just <laughs> struck me as like really fucking convenient that that's just sort of how it would work. Because um, that's just not like a car. That's not really like a car accident thing. Like, it's not like people are getting in car accidents and then their hands are mangled. You know, there's like, generally speaking... You know, concussions and whiplash, and, you know, perhaps a a fractured vertebrae, things of that nature. But, like, I just have never really known anyone that's like, oh, yeah, my life changed ever since my hands got crushed in that car accident, you know. But it's, I, but, but, but I guess Uh, I'm, I don't know Stephen Strange. Yeah,
0: but, but it is a
2: comic book. So, it
1: is a comic book. So, So. you know, what you're going to (laughs) do.
2: Yeah. Uh well, yes. So he does get in this uh hand destroying car accident mm-hmm. uh and wakes up and just has absolutely mangled hands. Yeah uh, yes. and loses his mind. Uh oh because oh, wait, wait. he could have done better.
0: Yeah, yeah. so so this is this is like one of those moments where I he said the line yep. and I was like, this is a classic Christian uh things should be better left understated moments yes
1: yes yeah <laughs> dude i fucking wrote that down a hundred percent i was like you fucked that whole scene up because you know because because i because i knew he was going to say that like yeah. it's like a, as soon as she was like mm-hmm. no one could have done better yeah like even like even if he had had a like you know like a oh And then just like, you know, like sort of this, like understated, like, and then the audience (laughs) is like, you know, he's sort of grappling with the emotion that he could have, but it's like his predicament is so sort of negative that it's like, it's not even really worth fighting, you know, whatever that could have been fun character development, but instead they're just like, here's a fucking one liner for you. You know, like,
2: yeah, this is a classic Michael Douglas and Ant-Man moment.
3: (laughs) It
1: really is
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I heard Michael Douglas consulted on this movie, so I think that's probably what happened there. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) so, uh, yeah, so uh, this is essentially now a a montage of uh, Stephen trying to figure out what he does next about his hands. He's meeting with doctors, as we talked about. He's getting help from Christine to shave his face and uh, bring him food. And all of this leads up to them having a blowout fight in his apartment where he... Like... You know, look, I really liked this movie, actually. I thought it was a fun one to rewatch again. But a lot of this intro just really threw me off. And this is mostly because of Christian. So you can take that win. Woo, um, I will. Let's go. But yeah, I just. Let's it, go. Christian it, one, Indy zero. How, uh, it just, it feels like they spent all of the the writing time on the 75% of the movie after all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: No, I, I, I completely concur. And again, I also, I just dislike in these films the sort of like... <laughs> Girl who is a two dimensional plot device to just further the story of the sure. guy along, and that was like really Christina uh, uh in like a lot of this stuff where it's like her character motivations like didn't even really make a ton of sense to me here because it's like okay they had like dated and she like appreciated his genius I guess but also he's like just like a a, a dick. And in a moment of frustration is just like says the cruelest conceivable thing he can imagine saying to her. And then later he like shows up again, and she's just like, "Oh my god, I've been so worried. I've just been waiting around to see what would happen with you." You know, and 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 they kind of describe uh, it away by him. Well, because he like writes her emails, and then you and know, and she says that, "Why would I ever write you back?" Right, yeah. but it's like, but but she gets over it really motherfucking quickly. Is, is because my he's point.
2: dying in yeah. front of her. Like yeah.
0: he's kind she's of like, like he's uh, kind of kind of manipulative like that. Well, he or he'll yeah. just show yeah. himself dying to like curry favor you know he's gotta (laughs) he's gotta have an in with her
1: yeah he has borderline personality uh
2: well during this whole uh montage of him trying to fix himself he learns from a physical therapist that there was someone who uh miraculously recovered uh during after their physical therapy uh and his name is hangborn by the way that scene was
1: kind of goofy where he's just like there was a guy he didn't come in again and i thought he was dead and then i saw him walk past me on the street and steven stranger's like well that well that's all i need to know about that let's get you know like uh uh it was just well, kind of like a convenient I, plot I mean- thing
2: no, he asked for the files, then he got the files, then he reviewed the files, and then he went and found them on the basketball court, which is hey, where it's I'm up ba- to next. Hey,
1: I'm 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 basketball guy now. I play basketball. Yeah.
2: <laughs> My favorite part about that is he like approaches the basketball court,
0: and he calls his name, and he like refers to the dude by his medical injury. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Well, okay.
2: <laughs> I'm going to defend that because if you are someone who has something so terrible that it puts you in paralysis of sometimes right you're like you're you're paralyzed you're gonna know what's wrong with you i mean if you're spending years in the hospital or doing physical therapy you probably know by its medical description what's wrong with you like i don't think Um, that's unreasonable to say that you would know that you had a c7 c8 spinal Cord injury or whatever he said, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think is that unreasonable?
0: I no? just think it's funny that he like walks up to the dude and like that's all he says. He just like yeah. he calls him out by his injury and the dude's like, Yeah, what's up? <laughs>
2: He's <laughs> like, Yep, that's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you found the right guy. <laughs> well, uh very quickly, uh Pangborn gives up that he needs to go to Camartage. Uh and so boom wasting no time uh Doctor Strange is in Nepal uh walking the streets of Kamartaj or walking the streets of Nepal looking for Kamartaj uh and kind of just as he's reading signs and seeing different things around just kind of not believing where he's at and not believing what he's doing uh and he's being followed by someone in a hood so and Ooh. i just yeah. i feel like the hood is drawing more attention to yourself yeah he's screen. like the
1: most standout guy yeah. in that crowd <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah uh and then we get a classic uh, uh uh person getting beat up in an alley so the person that was following you will come to protect you moment yeah
0: oh can i just uh, point out that like this scene was um a pretty big mischaracterization of steven strange in my opinion where he like gets hmm. surrounded by the people like he had given up all the last of his money to get a one way ticket to wherever this place is it was like Kathmandu or something um and he's wandering the streets trying to find karmatage to fix his hands right and yeah. he gets jumped by a couple dudes and the first thing he thinks to do is punch a dude with yeah. his mangled hands <laughs> like That's the last thing he would do. I know. I I
1: I I noticed that too. It felt like definitely like an audience scene, like that, like 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 that. That was for the audience, you know. Like it wasn't really in tow with like what we had seen from Stephen Strange up till that point.
2: But I also don't think he is. That steven strange at the moment meaning he is completely destroyed lost christine lost all his money lost everything he has has a one-way ticket to this place is in some place he has no idea where he is i don't yeah. think he's thinking at top steven strange mentality in that moment i mean
0: you're right he is kind of wandering the streets like a zombie just like whispering kamar to people Kamortage? yeah, Kamortage? <laughs> Kamortage? yeah. Kamortage? <laughs> But yeah, I still so, don't uh, think uh, that he would like that's the, his main purpose in life is to get his hands back at this point. Like, I don't think he would jeopardize
2: his hands more. In I think fist that fight. he would if something meant more to him, which maybe in that moment was that watch from Christine. Hmm, I know I should be a writer. Cool. So, no, no, yeah, I don't, I, know. I, I don't think not, you got not, me that's there. Not, that's not like a no, my wing no, so That much. was yeah. more like, hmm, that's kind of bullshit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i disagree uh anyways um uh so he does get beat up but the guy in the hood saves him uh the watch is now cracked though Uh Uh uh-oh maybe that'll pay off in a future movie Mm, Hmm. No. Um, i don't know uh (laughs) you find out that the teacher is called the ancient one played by tilda swinton uh we don't. I didn't read too much on this, but the casting of Tilda Swinton as this character was not universally well received. Really, uh, really, when I, yeah. When I looked, yeah. Well, I remember at the time as well, um, and I also looked it up on uh, when I was doing some research on Wikipedia, and there was some linked articles about the whitewashing of movie roles in America uh, you know that,
1: that is actually a thing point. I I wrote down in my notes like later like like it hadn't really hit me the first yeah. time that we saw her but I like by by the end of the movie I did sort of, you know I'm sort of like it is like all this Eastern philosophy kind of mm-hmm. shit. And then they just have this like bald white lady. And it's, yeah. and, and, and she's the one with the key to the Eastern philosophy. And it feels like, I don't know. I wasn't like, oh, that's egregious. Like, you know, it didn't, like, I wasn't offended by it. But I, sure. I, I, I did, I did, that thought did cross my mind. I did notice that, you know?
2: Yeah. I think the thing is, is that, yeah, it, it definitely was a thing people were talking about. The thing is, though, is that she actually did pretty good in this movie. Yeah. Like, she was actually a really good part of this movie and was a great actress and I thought was a really good kind of um, uh, character to hold the the whole of Kamartage together. Her Just her presence in this movie, I thought, was really good. Um, so there was this kind of mixed reaction of, like, Tilded did a really good job as an actress but did it really make sense to have her in the first place you know well it's one of
0: those things where um in this particular case like you could explain it away through like canonical lore um seeing as she is like the ancient one she's been around for like centuries or whatever um and so like it would kind of make sense that her her lineage is from somewhere else like foreign to the eastern regions and but like yeah i don't know It, it is it is kind of an iffy thing where like the easier thing and the more like uh i guess equitable thing to do would have been to hire someone like from the the region that they are in but yeah i don't know
2: and they also even almost call themselves out on it because when strange walks in for the first time with Mordo in the Karmatage, uh he immediately thinks that the Ancient One is the guy that's sitting down at the table yeah. who's
0: yeah, uh, uh,
2: reading a book. And, and, what's his name? Yeah. Uh,
0: Master Hamir. I wrote it down. Yeah. Because yeah. dude has no lines in the movie, he's nope. just there to be like, "Ooh, look at me! I have one hand!" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was an interesting uh, payoff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that Master Hamir was used two times to make a point. Yeah, which was number one, <laughs> the ancient one is this white woman, and number two is you don't have to have hands to do magic. Right. Yeah. So thank you, Master Hamir. You really anchored this movie <laughs> together. <laughs> um but now we start to get into more of the uh mystical part of this movie right. where we start to get explanations as to what exactly magic is within the MCU um because you know we've got a little bit of it from like Thor in previous movies but really this is like the first real big jump into magic. Yeah. Um and I thought as we start going through this, we also see how uh, the ancient one. So she says that uh, she knows how to reorient the spirit to better heal the body. Um, But what this kind of leads us to is we kind of see that it's, it's, it's partially that they're utilizing the multiverse, dark dimension, mirror dimension, but also other universes to pull their power. And this is where we're starting to see that the world is, Uh, bigger in the mcu than we uh have realized we saw that a bit with ant-man in the quantum realm but now we're seeing how the multiverse is going to play into uh uh dr strange but also into the whole of itself so uh this is where she says open your eye and this is the first kind of uh mind trip but also it's not a mind trip it's actually him traversing through these different realms and universes uh we will see happen again in the future as dr strange learns how to do this to other people yeah and um, i thought this I thought, was cool
1: yeah i i thought that this was cool too um because i'm not trying i'm not trying to get into like you know whoa hey check it out it's drug talk podcast sure. but it's like uh just like acid visuals which i just which mm-hmm. i which which <laughs> uh, which i i always think it's cool when you can actually like pull stuff like that off in movies you, you you know it's like just very sort of like fractal patterns repeating on itself and like even sort of the thing where he like looks down at his hand and then his hand is like becoming the fractal growing hands. of hands yeah, right. like yeah you know yeah and that is like straight up uh you like you can just do that you just say so this is where it becomes a drug podcast here it is just do acid and then your life okay, well. can just look like that one scene <laughs> in doctor strange it actually looks a lot like that
0: yeah true
2: yeah, the problem just... is you don't get magic after that so yeah
0: well christian was just talking about how like one of his favorite mo- uh, favorite pieces of media of all time uh, was due to his use of acid
1: that's true yeah i took <laughs> i took i took a bunch of acid and i watched the uh all for one one for all uh climactic fight in the anime my hero academia and i was almost crying a grown man beside myself with emotion for that uh man yeah and yeah. then uh you know so yeah anyway that's, uh do drugs uh, And, uh, hey, can we get, can we get, can we get the air horn?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Christian's No More Drug Talk Corner. I just wanted to get that one out Mm -hmm. there. We're back to you, Dan. And it's over. Perfect. Okay.
2: Yeah. So this whole trip was really cool. I I liked it. I liked also seeing that some of these parts of him falling through these universes also did look like the quantum realm from Ant-Man. Um, they're kind of linking these worlds together. And then as he comes out of it and the ancient ones kind of explaining things, she's talking more about how there's a multiverse and that this world is one of an infinite number. Um, and he just, he finally at the end of all this goes, teach me like, I, yeah. I I get it now. And then they kick him out. Right. Of course. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh so i'm gonna tell this story here and we can cut this out if this doesn't make it okay but uh when i'm not cutting it out by the way my editing i know you're not gonna cut it out so unfortunate yeah (laughs) oh no i was told that uh when my dad met my mom uh and then they got married my dad decided to convert to judaism right and that part of the process of doing that is going to your local uh temple or synagogue to uh talk to the rabbi about becoming uh, uh a part of the jewish culture and religion of course yeah. uh, okay, and one of the things that's part of that I'm really process interested is that to they see where this is going initially by the way. say no and push back on them uh inducting you as part of that religion right of course and that you have to then come back again to show commitment to that uh religion and Wait, then like, they ev- let like, you in. like every like that's just like a part of the process. At least through the process that w- happened with my parents. Right. Yes. So but then but then <laughs>
1: like like so, okay so let's say that I was Jewish, right? And mm-hmm. like and and I'm like, oh okay, in order to make this shit like right by God, uh uh Yahweh, we need to uh uh get you into the Jewish thing. Wouldn't I then just kind of be like, okay, listen? They do this thing where it's like you're going to show up, and then they're going to be like, yeah, no. maybe, yeah, and sure. And then you just need to like go back. So, but, but, but then doesn't it sort of like take some
2: of the uh, the
1: impact out of it at that point? Look,
2: I didn't make it up. Okay, right, this okay. isn't my <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you don't speak for every Jew. Okay? But that's what I reminded, reminded me of it in, in yeah. this moment because it's kind of what I had to think to myself because I didn't really understand why they kicked him out after he came to the revelation, not before he came to the revelation. Right. Uh Um, but what I kind of got was that, uh, well, there's a couple things. One that I think the ancient one was kind of testing him, but also two, it's kind of made clear throughout this movie that the ancient one already knows who Stephen strange is before he sets foot at their door. Right. And then,
1: and then, and then that's like confirmed like at Mm -hmm. the end When she, spoiler alert, dies. And then she's like, I've seen this moment play out before me many times before, but no moment after. So she knows she's going to be there with Doctor Strange in his Doctor Strange form at some point. So, you know, yeah.
2: Which also slight spoiler we may Uh hear about in the future too (gasps) that maybe we knew dr strange was going to be dr strange before he was dr strange i do Mm. think though
1: and 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 again i think that you can explain that away in the way that we just did and saying that it's like you know she kind of knows it's gonna happen like whatever but I, i like i sort of felt like if i was writing the movie right um i think that that could have been a little bit more impactful by having a bit longer elapse, like, in bet- because they, like, they kind of kick him out. And then there's this, like, thing where he's just, like, he's been outside for five, five hours. hours. <laughs> and then they're, like, okay, <laughs> let him in, you know? Yeah. Where it's, like, yeah. I think it would have been cool if we had seen this, like, tortured, like, fucked up Stephen Strange, like, You know, over the course of like weeks, you know, just banging on the door until like, you know, his beard is long and gnarled and he's like emaciated, you know, whatever. And that, you know, it like just some sort of like proof of conviction, because they sort of treat that moment as a proof of conviction. But it's not really anything. I mean, anyone yeah. could stand out in front of a door for five hours. It's not that, that like that doesn't really make him unique.
2: You know, it's it's a balance because I also think that if they made it too long, that like, you know, when he finds out later about maybe the ancient ones uh, use of the dark dimension or when he talks to Kaecilius, uh when he's all like, you know, uh, held up in those chains or whatever it is uh that maybe he could have been uh more easily convinced that maybe the ancient one isn't who she says she is and sure. that he should go against that and mm-hmm. join caecilius you know so i think there was a balance there to be struck i don't think five hours was enough but you know more than a day or two would have been too much in my opinion
0: sure sure speaking on um like giving things more time in this movie there's a part that I don't think I would have mentioned if we hadn't brought up this topic, but there's a part later where it's like a comedic bit where Steven's going to the library to visit Wong to get some books and he pulls out like the, uh, the Beyonce joke or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, yeah. yeah, says something about Beyonce and Wong's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But he just like stays silent. And then he denies him access to these books. And then there's an immediate cut to an establishing shot. And then it's back to Wong immediately listening to Beyonce. And I'm like, wow, you guys did not let that joke breathe at all. Yeah. (laughs) Like, for sure. It was immediately after there was a hard (laughs) cut, and then like, yeah I don't know the, the the humor in this movie didn't really do it for me. <laughs> no nah, me
1: me either and I think that like they managed to save it for me a bit because again, the themes are pretty strong and the drama is like serviceable where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. but this was pretty weak on the comedic scale for me too yeah. and then like even at the end, kind of talking about how it's like you know even like maybe like well, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I was gonna say like not letting it breathe, but then I guess it does happen at the end of the movie. But the part where he's like, it's, uh, I don't, I don't even remember what he says. He says something, and then Wong finally like laughs, and it's kind of supposed to be this like moment. Right. But even that, I was just like, eh, like, eh, you know, yeah. it's like it, it, the, weird, weird attempts at humor. Yeah, this.
0: that part was only saved because I think Wong's funny, like in general. Sure. Yeah, but the, the yeah, Wong the came itself. out.
2: Looking real good in this movie A lot of people really liked the Wong character I also really liked the Wong character And Wong ends up showing up More In phase 4 Than I think any other person in phase yeah. 4 Word. Like across all the TV shows And movies that he appears in He shows up more than any other character Because Wong starts to Just become a fan favorite yeah. uh, as, as this movie passes I thought the thing at the end was pretty funny, but of course I did. But of course you did. Uh, yeah. Of course, right? <laughs> that, is, that is something um, anyways, funny. So, yeah. So uh, he does get let back in. Uh, they hand him a piece of paper that says Shambhala on it. It turns out it's the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and then we get the Ancient One starting to describe a bit about the mystic arts, calling them spells. Uh, and then we meet... Wong for the first time who is yep. now the new librarian in the uh the library of the mystic arts with right. the mm-hmm. private collection of the ancient one which uh you know again they're moving the story forward and trying to but you know he picks the book that has the missing pages right off the bat which is uh you know red flag a thing that i've noticed now because yeah. of this podcast <Yeah>. Um, but so quickly, we you know, we get a, uh, an explanation of kind of the, the private collection of books and, uh, and that the, uh, page was stolen from this book, which is about the study of time, um, in which we go back to Caecilius and his henchmen, uh, and they are now casting a spell from that page or from the pages that were stolen, uh, from that book. And this is where we start to get the... Uh, the cracked black eyes with the like purple and like the galaxy style eyes around right. Mads Mickelson's face, which oh, my
0: baby. it's a look.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which looks <laughs> awesome. Uh, and also uh, what we didn't mention too, was earlier when Steven was falling through the, the multiverse and all of that, we saw hints of Dormammu in that moment. Right. And this is mm-hmm. where we see Dormammu again, as they begin to open up. Uh, the the portal to the dark dimension to harness that energy uh, and then we learn about the sling ring and again this mm-hmm. is to your point a lot of setup in this movie there's yes. a lot there's well
1: and that's but, and, and and that is kind of what I was saying to you is that it's like by the time they actually kind of get to the meat like the meat's kind of cool I, like and it, like honestly I, I sort of said it at the top I really didn't hate this movie actually but like it took the, like it it meanders for a really long time before it gets to the cool shit and then it's over, you know? And so and so it's just kind of like, oh, okay, shit. Like, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we'll talk about it more in depth later so we don't have to dwell on it now, but like, you know, even the sort of hallway fight scene where he's like in the thing and then he's like trying to push the people out like through the portal, like that shit's like Mm -hmm. really cool But like, it would have been nice to see like some more of that, like, like, and instead of more of that, it's like, we just got tons of buildup, like tons and tons, which I'm imagining is probably necessary for whatever comes next. But even still, I did feel like it's like, there were just points in this movie where I was like, oh my God, just get it going, dude. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and kind of, as I mentioned earlier, is that this is the setup for magic in the MCU. Like, right. so they're not just introducing strange, this concept of <clears throat> the sling ring, this concept of, uh, uh, time, uh, the infinity stone is also part of this, by the way, that's like a whole, you know, another thing we have to address with this movie is that there's an infinity stone. Um, but yeah, all of this magic stuff, uh, is set up for many other movies and TV shows and things right. as we move forward. Sure.
1: Yeah. yeah um it's also around this time that he uh cuts his beard into that uh iconic shitty yep. look which i thought was just <laughs> kind of funny because i'm just like he looked so cool to me as a character up until the point that he like cuts the fucking dr strange beard and that was just like yeah. i get it, it's 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 kind of a classic ant-man bob cut where it's like you know you got to pay homage (laughs) to the comics but i'm just like ah he looked better before i like if they had just been like you know what steven strange just kind of has like a normal beard i i i I probably would have liked the look of the character a bit more
2: yeah i mean i i think that uh this this look is halfway to his look meaning like the the goatee is one part of it but it's very thinned out Uh, Mm -hmm. and his hair is still not super gray on the sides. Like it should be like, it is a little gray on the sides, but this is like version one. Right. And then it's almost like the original Thor. And then we get Thor in, uh, uh, the first Avengers movie. And it's like, oh, they stopped dyeing his eyebrows blonde. Yeah. Right. Like, the next, when we see Strange coming up in future movies and also in his sequel, he becomes, like, even with the goatee, it, it becomes more defined. His hair becomes, like, oh, cleaner, so and extra, it's got... Dude. Yeah, it's... But it becomes, like, a character versus, sure. like, a guy just combing his hair that way in a bathroom, you Right, know? right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this definitely was the, the first version of it. But, yeah, it was uh, the, the thin goatee didn't do it for me either it was uh it was a, a yeah a bit lame but a first version was fine i guess and you know we're nodding back to the comics um right. and that's after he was uh sent to the top of everest and left there for him to figure out uh whether he was oh gonna shoot get back did i did i did i skip ring.
1: ahead past that yeah, no it, it, i know. mean that's it, was... it
2: that's really it the ancient yeah. one just pushes him out into everest and says yeah. good Have luck fun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: which i thought you know uh, again Kind of fun, you know, whatever. And again, time uh, uh, coming up again because she makes a reference to it there too. Yeah. Where she's like, a normal person could survive 30 minutes in this condition. You could survive two minutes. It's another seeping of time into the thing. It's time. The
2: whole fucking movie's about time. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's time to move to the next part here. All right, yeah, please. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is the setup for the uh, Beyonce stuff, because earlier when Wong introduces himself, he gets introduced as just Wong, like Adele, Uh, or Beyonce Beyonce. now. And then we cut immediately to uh, strange stealing books while Wong is listening to... I think it was single ladies, yeah. right? Give me like Beyonce. an
1: ancient a ring on it. Give me like an ancient a ring on it. Yeah.
2: We're going to get copyrighted. Yeah, that's it. That was very close. You really <laughs> nailed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we learn more about now the mirror dimension. And the mirror dimension is a place where they can go to cast spells and bend reality without affecting the main universe. Uh, and this is where we also learn that an infinite multiverse also means infinite dangers. Oh my God. (laughs) Which, uh, will play out significantly more in phase four and five of the MCU. Because again, this is all multiverse introductions, just like, uh, Ant-Man and now this. Yeah. Yeah. I also,
1: Uh, I I also kind of noticed like around this time too, you know, a little thing that, um, I don't like, I don't know. I didn't love it, but I kind of get why it happened. But there's just this like weird reoccurring theme of like Stephen Strange essentially just showing up to this place, and then like the initial setup is that like the Ancient One is like, "We gotta, we gotta be careful about this guy because I don't want him to turn out like you know fucking Mads did because that was that that was yeah. bad, and I see the potential for that, which is still sort of strange considering that she's like. I knew I'd be standing here with you, you know, like later, but whatever. Like, But then it's like, he basically just like shows up and ignores everything everyone says and then like breaks the rules constantly and just steals tomes he shouldn't be stealing and steals artifacts he shouldn't be stealing. And then anytime anyone tells him to do anything, he just does the opposite thing. Mm. And then he just gets perpetually rewarded for that behavior the entire time. And I, And I just sort of think that it's like, you know, this secret organization th- that is like, you know, the only line of defense in between, uh, you know, mortal peril, the likes of which uh, the universe has never seen, you know, and, you know, humanity, whatever, would be like a little bit more stringent on like perhaps uh, giving old Stephen Strange a little slap on the wrist whenever he uh, gets up to hijinks. And yet, it just never happens. Like they, like he steals the books. They figure out that he stole the books, and they're just like, "Well, I guess we'll fill you in on everything now," you know. And then it's like he does time manipulation, and then they're like, "Well, they, hey, you know what? If you're if you're doing it, I guess you're doing it." And it's like, and 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 it's kind of just this reoccurring. Like he doesn't listen to anyone, and no one gives a fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that yeah? was something that I was wondering is like because they just have, like, a time stone lying around, but, like, it's yeah. so easy for him to just take it for himself and to just, like, use it. And it takes a while for anyone to even notice that he took right. it and is using it. Well, um,
1: and and the funny part is, too, is that he, like, he takes it and then he uses it, right? Yeah. And gets, like, halfway through this, like, ritual, and then Wong and the other dude... Both like burst into the room at the same time to be like, "Oh!" And it's just like, "Where the fuck did you guys come from?" <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, just like it was true. like, "Ah, fuck! They're both here now!" All of a sudden.
0: Something I will defend, yeah. though, what you said about the ancient one, like having seen Stephen, like in the future or whatever, is that like she said that she she saw possibilities um Mm -hmm. and not necessarily the future so she knows that he has the potential to go different directions she said she has the the potential for so much goodness though right but she's not really sure what's gonna happen
1: yeah but then she contradicts herself on that because she's like but all the paths led to this moment and now i can see no further so it's like but if the moment is her giving that speech to steven then she would know that they were like buds and but like i don't on know necessarily
2: level. that she's saying that it leads to the speech with steven but that it leads to her being there at that moment yeah okay, and that's we're... where the end of her path is right because this idea of the ability to see possibilities um comes up again yeah this is not a power that goes away after the ancient one uh there are there is a sorcerer that will use possibilities in the future to see how outcomes will happen and uh that's a big plot line of an upcoming movie gotcha so that's where i'll leave that but yes they this is not one of those things where it's like they explain this magical phenomenon of being able to see possibilities of the future and then they just never address it again this is like a standard part of the uh, the Sorcerer Supreme's capabilities. Understood, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he's the, So, we find out that this is called the Eye of Agamotto and that this reveals the Time Stone, uh, which is the green stone yeah. inside the eye. Which we don't uh, again, know is the Time Stone yet? We don't know that yet, but smart people know, like me, right. obviously, mm-hmm. uh, that a green glowing jewel uh being contained in something in the MCU likely means that it's one of the infinity stones right really or, big or, chaos emerald
1: right yeah <laughs> or it's just like the fucking heart of the frost shot. you know it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. see, like f- for me I'm like I don't I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> is happening I mean, with any yeah. of this I mean shit. like <laughs> to to
0: to your point the uh the tesseract was like glowing blue and then they break right. it open and it's the mind stone and it's yellow yeah so yeah true true
2: (laughs) true i can't deny that one um and so this is where he utilizes it to uh not only mess with that apple on the table which by the way i don't know if i caught this maybe i missed it but did he walk into that room and there was an apple that already had a bite out of it on the table that then he picked up no okay there was no setup of him Eating it first and placing it on the table. No, and I
1: noticed that too. I was kind of like, wouldn't wouldn't it
2: just be rotting the out?
1: Al- it's like who, like what mysterious force? In the- <laughs> what, like like is this like some sort of strange deterministic reality where every like across the infinite multiverses, this apple was always going to be eaten, well, and
2: that's why like. <laughs> so that uh, I actually didn't even think about that part specifically, but I agree with you. What I was thinking was when he literally walks into the room the apple already has a bite taken out of it right Mm yeah so is it wong's because he sits down and immediately just takes a bite and i'm like did you not notice somebody already ate a bite out of that apple like because there's no setup of them putting the apple on the table yeah and maybe I'm the only one that noticed that, maybe but I just, just thought like, it was weird that you would just take a bite out of someone's apple that's sitting there. No, maybe <laughs> that, that a is, bitten. maybe that's his.
0: And like the reason he comes back is he was just, he was on a little break with Mordo. Yeah. He was a little you know, bathroom break yeah, or something. That's why they yeah. came together.
2: <laughs> right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, sure. We'll take the bathroom break uh, lore. <laughs> I think. <so. laughs> yeah. Um, and what, what I didn't remember about this moment though, which is interesting is that um, when Mordo talks about why it was dangerous for doing this, Uh, He says that it could have either, one, caused a time loop, uh, which is something that we'll see, obviously, with Dormammu in the future, but that it could have also created a branch in time, which Mm. uh, what I originally thought was the first time we really understand time travel and how it affects the MCU and all of that is not until Endgame. Uh, But this is actually the first mention of how time travel or affecting time affects the MCU as a whole. And that it could create a branch of time and also address later on in Loki in the TV show. Right. Um but it's what I what I the reason I bring it up is I can't it's just baffling to me how they run a story across all of these movies and keep some of these things so consistent. Sure. Because you know some people think that back to the future is the rules of time travel and some people that you know you go in the past and then you come back and time has changed um but there's a kind of different idea as to how time travel works in the mcu and this is the first mention of that that i've heard so far so kind of cool just a-, a thing to like keep note of as we move forward as through these movies
1: yeah Yeah. And then so, you know, kind of true to my point, too, uh, from earlier, whereas instead of being horrified and reprimanding Stephen Strange, this is around the time that they're just like, well, okay, we're going to let you in on every single secret of our organization here. Uh, You can't fuck with time. That's bad because of everything Dan just said. Uh, But also uh, 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 there's a magical war happening in the multiverse and Dormammu wants to eat the planet.
2: I mean, you have two options though, right? It's like you either say, okay, this guy clearly has some level of powers that we've underestimated. So we should really loop him in on everything and stop treating him like a child or... We treat him like a child, kick him out. And then he goes, becomes the next Kycelius. Sure. That's right. I mean, you kind of don't at that point when he's, you know, mastered the eye of Agamotto and he's messing with time. It's like, you got to get him on your side. So you got to explain the whole thing to him now.
1: Yeah. He also sort of has a line at this point that I actually felt was kind of antithetical to his character a little bit. Um, where uh, they basically give him the whole rundown and he's like, I came here to heal my hands, not fight in a mystical war. And on its surface, that line does kind of make sense because that was like the entirety of his character motivation. But I also Mm -hmm. sort of feel like what we've learned from Stephen Strange up until that point is that it's like, as soon as he was sort of set on this path, he had this unquenchable thirst for knowledge. And that was sort of the thing that like propelled him forward. Like you almost sort of see that it's like it starts and it's sort of about him trying to heal his hands. And then it almost to me felt like by the time we were there, it was like so far past the hands. Like it's like he now was like trying to uncover the mysteries of the universe. He was like, trying to read all the tomes in the library. He was trying to discern Mad's motivation for things. He was attempting to figure out, you know, the portal tech, uh, the portal magic. And like, you know, he like, now he's just like sort of on this quest for knowledge. And then it was this weird, like, oh really, I just want to heal my hands. And I was kind of like, like it sort of like took his character motivation, like back to a spot that I felt like we had already grown from and it just stuck out to me as a weird line for him to say in
2: that moment. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of things that he could have been in on, which was, you know, besides just healing his hands, but it is quite a leap to go from like learning how to teleport using sling rings and learning magic to heal your hands to, fighting an all out mystical war with someone who is controlling the dark dimension to pull power into the universe. And that they're the defenders of the mystical while the Avengers are defenders of the physical, Right. like that's a big, it's a big statement to make because we got to remember now the Avengers are well known in the, uh, in uh, across earth really as saviors of the earth. And so Wong is essentially saying they are the Avengers for the mystical. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. now Steven's been brought from heal my hands to welcome to the Avengers. Right. Yeah, sure. So yeah. it is, it's a big leap, but I, I can see your point for sure. I yeah. just think that if it was one step down in the commitment to the mystical arts, I think maybe he'd be more on board, but that was quite a leap.
1: I, and, and 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 I do understand that and and I hear that point I just sort of think that like if uh, if it had happened like er, at, at a point earlier in the movie when it was like mm-hmm. still about his hands I would have been like all right what but we had almost sort of gotten off of the hand topic at this point sure and then we sure. like jump back to it for like a second. And then we're like off it again, like it, like it just like, like pacing wise, it felt like it didn't fit into the right spot. Like, like it, like if that, if that had been his sentiment earlier, then I could have seen it. But like at that point, I mean, you know, he got like teleported to Everest already, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. like, like, he obviously understands there's like bigger things at play here, but, um, sure. Yeah, anyway,
2: no, that's fair um we also learned that there are three sanctums that exist there's one in hong kong one in new york and one in london uh mm-hmm. and that we see that this is shielding the world which is by the way an interesting parallel because they just made the parallel that avengers and then the sorcerers are kind of like two pieces of the pie here sure. but if you've noticed yeah. that the mystical side has set up a shield, a shield around, around the Earth, world yeah which is what Iron Man has wanted to True. do for the Earth from his side on the physical side of Earth, True. right?
0: And can I just say that's like the hottest concept anyone's ever thought of before? Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. You can say that. There's nothing better yeah. that you can imagine <laughs> oh, no, than no, an
0: no, Iron sure. Man Iron suit. Iron Man suit around the world. Like, Oh, on, my guys. God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was a, a interesting parallel that the mystic arts have done it, but somehow uh, Tony's being looked at as crazy for doing that or thinking about doing that for the earth yeah so that was interesting so we appear at one of the other uh sanctums now and caecilius uh destroys it right. we just see it through the through the door uh that they open it up and caecilius is there and just explosion as this other sanctum gets destroyed yeah. which is we mm-hmm. find out the one in london
1: right and 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 i liked this too because i like it was Again, sort of true to Kaecilius' character, while Mm -hmm. also being a weird... Weirdly enough, for a movie that meanders as much as this one did, this part didn't. It's just kind of like, boop, okay, we're doing this now, you know, but it it made sense. And I think that this actually uh, led into, personally, my favorite part in the movie. Like, because Mm. you sort of see... Like, you know, now it's like, okay, Stephen Strange uh, sort of has the information. Now he sort of knows what he's up against and he like has enough of his power that he's like, at least, you know, capable of sort of defending himself against something like this. And you sort of get the relic part here too. It's like, Mm -hmm. basically, this is like all the threads in the movie all come Mm -hmm. together right here. This is like the definitive moment where all of the setup has now paid off. It's just unfortunate that like it happens like a fucking hour and 15 minutes in or whatever. (laughs) But it's like, but, but I thought, but I thought it was cool. And like, it did suffer from the classic Marvel uh thing can i get some air horns please
2: yeah of course
1: all right hey welcome back to christian's hey. classic marvel gripe corner where okay we have a hallway just the whole podcast we yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 well yeah welcome back to cape um, where there's a hallway And then, one at a time, some dudes are going to jump in and attack Stephen Strange, while the other ones just sort of stand by and watch until the one is dispatched, and then the other one shows up, and now they're doing, so instead of sort of a three-guy magic pile-on kind of situation, we sort of get these choreographed, like, one-on-one things, but there's like three people there, and... I always notice this stuff where it's like, if you look in the background, like the other dudes are like legit, just kind of like standing there. And it's always weird to me from like a choreography standpoint when it's like, you know, if you have three people there, have them doing something mm-hmm. as opposed to just having one person at a time do things. It kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah. But a little bit because I actually really did like this scene believe it or not yeah. uh, unironically I thought it was cool it's just that uh, that stood out to me as a thing I didn't really like about it
0: yeah I'm, yeah. I'm literally like I have the movie playing in the background right now and it's yeah. on the spot that you're talking about uh-huh. and it's really funny to see how still these people are yes. standing yeah yeah And they're That's, like in the yeah. foreground in some of these shots they're just Literally, like almost T posing, like standing. Still. I know,
1: yeah. It's like it's like it's like straight <laughs> up, like like their hands might as well be in their pockets. You, yeah, like you know, it's like it's like they're doing nothing, and they're on the screen, which is the other yeah. thing. To, so it's weird because it's like if you're gonna have them not doing anything, don't show them. But instead, they're just standing around and you can just watch them stand around. And they're
0: like standing on the walls, too. So they draw more attention to themselves because they're not standing the way that normal people would be standing. But yeah, no, it's a good point out.
2: I, I can definitely see it. I think this was a mix for sure. But I also think this was one of the cooler fight scene moments, especially once uh, the the henchmen are taken care of and thrown through the different doors. And then now it's Strange versus Caecilius. And uh, what I really liked about this too, and, and maybe it's just me, is that I feel like the way not only Caecilius but also his followers would run seemed like almost mystical like they they almost felt like they were floating as they ran kind of the way that he was kind of keeping his arms to the side a bit and like running very smoothly through things i thought that just they it, it it made it feel like they were magical beings. Yeah, you know, very, like it's they were
1: it's very dreamlike. Like Yeah, they weren't yeah.
2: flying or anything, but just their movements were so smooth and the way they ran forward and even the way that they were like maneuvering through this hallway that you just felt like they were based in some type of magic.
1: Totally. And even yeah. like the and they even do like a very tropey thing in this scene that normally stands out to me as like gimmicky and I don't like it, but I actually did like it in the context of this where mm-hmm. they like he throws the girl out of the portal when she's in the desert and then she's like yeah. running back towards the portal and he keeps like reaching out to try and close <laughs> it and like he keeps getting pulled backwards. Yeah. And I normally think that stuff like that is um just kind of lazy because it's this like tension building thing that doesn't matter because like what she's gonna come back through the portal and kill him or you know it's like it's like there's there's no stakes there really like obviously he's gonna figure out something and pull it off but for whatever reason and i think it's probably sort of what you're saying like kind of a combination of their fluidity in their movement mm-hmm. there with the tension of the situation and also just the sort of magical nature of the portal. Like, I I, I, thought, I thought it was cool. I actually, a, a thing I normally don't like, I actually did like in the context of this scene. I thought it was kind of fun when they did that.
2: Yeah, I thought that they utilized all the different things we've learned so far in really neat and interesting sure. ways yeah. for the fights. And I think that's... So there yeah there was a lot of setup but they didn't just like forget about all the things that he's learned in the sling rings and the portals yeah. and the all that kind of stuff it was all utilized in different parts really well even the relic mentioned earlier now we're going to finally see what uh uh Doctor Strange's relic is going to be which is freed during the fight with Kysilius which is the uh the cape of levitation Yeah, Uh, and that is what is going to attach himself to the uh, to Doctor Strange as his ongoing relic. Yeah, uh, Uh,
0: something that I that I said earlier was that like none of the humor really landed for me, Um, but in this fight where Stephen like pulls off this relic off the wall, and it forces Kaecilius to kind of like back off a little bit, because he's like, oh shit, he has that relic, and I think that Kaecilius gets like. A really nice bit of like it's like the right amount of humor for me in this moment where he's like wait you don't know how to use that do you yeah, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then he's able to just like go at steven again but like there was just that one little moment where i was like if all of the humor was this balanced in the sure, movie yeah. i would have been totally on board
1: yeah i hear yep. that yeah, I also think too on the topic of like the cape. Um, I thought it was kind of fun how the cape like obviously uh, has a personality to it without, yeah, yeah. um, you know, really like, uh, being a character. Like, 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 like the cape is a character. Being it's too it's, much, right? Yeah, right? It, it, exactly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't draw attention away mm-hmm. from Steven, but it's sort of this comical, inha- like when he's trying to grab the axe and the cape is like dragging him to the other thing because the cape sort of yeah. implicitly knows that that's what he should be doing. It's like, you know, the cape is just sort of like uh on Steven's side while also just kind of being a part
2: of him,
0: you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, I, I agree 100% because they could have very easily made it too much. Right. Like, <laughs> totally. you know, bringing him like you know, a drink or something after the fight was over, or, you know, like, I don't know, just being ridiculous. But this was, yeah, it was just enough to show, like, the cape has... Uh, somewhat of a mind to know what is happening, but isn't like the next character, or right, the next, totally. you know, the comedy relief of the movie,
1: right? Yeah, and then so he does manage to grab the other, uh, like bondage setup and throw it onto Mad, and then we yeah. get a very sexy Mad scene <laughs> a where sexy he,
0: bondage suit.
1: We yeah, we got we got we got a nice sexy bondage suit, and uh this is the point in the movie where hey, did you get that thematically? This movie's a about time you fucking idiot because if not mads is gonna spell it right out for you which was fine i guess it it, it's like i don't know man i get it like but again i thought it was cooler like I like watching shit that makes me feel like I'm being rewarded for paying attention and up until this point I'm like oh okay it's like you know time it's like Everest it's like time and then he's like you know scared that he's running out of time and then it's like you know he whatever like all these like references to and then the eye and like that's a time thing and then his watch and I'm like oh okay so I'm kind of like oh all right. there's like a lot of time stuff going and then Mads essentially gets like a monologue where he's it's like, this movie is about time. And it was just <laughs> kind of like, okay, well, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I did think it was kind of cool during this scene that the stained glass window behind him is sort of a reminiscent of a clock and just like a fun little like thing yeah. going on. You know, so... Again, if you didn't get it up till this point, time, very important in this movie. Uh, and But, you know, again, like still keeping it sort of subtle, just like that, like little set piece behind him as he's sort of giving this monologue of, of how time is truly the enemy of man. Uh, and him sort of doing it in front of a clock stained glass window. That's not literally a clock but it's sort of invocative of one i thought that was cool that was a that was a nice touch
0: yeah definitely shout outs
2: to the prop and set designers on this
1: yeah like legit really good
2: the thing with this moment for me is that i don't know that many other people other than mads mickelson could have pulled off this speech And the part specifically I'm talking about is the ability to convince Steven that maybe the Ancient One isn't who she says she is. Mm -hmm. And it's something about his acting that I think took it to the next level. Because one of the things he says is uh, that there are momentary specks in an indifferent universe, which is uh, something that essentially Steven said earlier in the movie And in any other situation, it would kind of be like, "Uh, well, you know, he's saying the same thing. It's clear that they're just trying to get in his head. But I don't know. There was something about Mads Mikkelsen in this moment and his acting that just I believed that he was able to convince uh, Doctor Strange at least slightly to look at the world in a different way. Yeah,
1: well, Mads pulls off. a character very well. And he's recast as this character yeah. a lot, but it makes sense because he does it very, very well where he's like, he's evil. Like he's a bad guy. So first of all, he's, he, he, he gets cast as the bad guy, but he kind of gets cast yeah. as the bad guy. Who's like intelligent and calculated, mm-hmm. which then makes it like, you can understand, like, he's not evil for the sake of evil. He had, like, there is a method to his madness, but, yeah. you know, and once you learn the method to his madness, it's very human. Like, he has, like, a very human thing he's trying to actually accomplish. It just yeah. so happens that he's also, like, a bad guy. Like, um, and uh, I, th- I, th- I think, I-, I don't know if you guys ever saw uh, Hannibal, but he stars mm-hmm. as the titular Hannibal in that show. It's another like very similar thing where it's like I think sort of the human element that he brings to the role, and I know I was kind of joking about it before, but I mean straight up, even Clifford Unger in Death Stranding, similar deal there too, where it's like again like this very like he's like he, like he is evil sort of like, kind kind of I don't know Death Stranding gets complicated, but uh, like he's sort of he's sort of cast as a villain, but he like he has this very human thread running through him too that you start to discover as the game continues. And this was another example of that where like a lot of times, I think in the MCU, we see villains who are just evil for the sake of being evil or they're, you know, they're fueled by hatred or they're fueled by revenge or malice or whatever. Um, And uh, he's uh, like, he's actually fueled through a desire to save the world. It just happens to be a bit of a misguided one. Yep. Yep
0: absolutely also did you yeah. notice how much mads mickelson was crying during this monologue
1: dude i thought yes and i thought that was fucking awesome i like <laughs> dude, straight out like or straight up like mads i even just wrote that while we were watching this scene i was like dude this guy is just like a good-ass actor you know? like you know yeah. yeah fuck yeah i thought it was cool he also well, by the way cries a lot in the video game Death Stranding. Uh, so. it's, a, it's a really good game. It's very it's, good. Well, could you explain yeah.
0: the synopsis of Death Stranding?
2: No, you <laughs> couldn't.
1: I <laughs> mean, I, I could. How much time you got?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um you know normally uh christian you're the one to bring this up here but i know we're getting towards the uh last probably 25 here of the movie i'm sure. curious if we have any allison thoughts uh today uh no
3: she fell asleep <laughs> jesus
1: Narcolexi <laughs> like <narcolexy>. strikes again
3: <laughs> yeah sorry dude
2: <laughs> Damn. well good i'm glad well, i brought it up all then. right yep anyway <laughs> <laughs> um cool All right. All right, so now that we've gotten that uh one of the followers did make it back and steven has been stabbed oh right in the chest uh and stabbed he through the heart yeah Door, he immediately goes kind back to, to blame. His, anyway yeah well, yeah well okay okay yeah, that was a it right, was yeah. a nice try okay thanks um yeah and so he's back at uh the hospital just shows up bleeding out uh in the storage closet uh, and then Christine is uh happens to be free at that moment to yep uh help right. him which with his which again goes into my whole
1: thing it's like she's just always like from this part in the movie like she's like convenient she's convenience character like whatever the yeah. fuck w- w- like when they need to shove the plot along and show that steven strange is like a different guy now like they, they like she kind of needs to be there to juxtapose it and i don't know again just kind of lazy i didn't really like her character um felt like yeah. they could have utilized it better
2: I'm also going to guess that in this next part here where uh, he's on the operating table and then he uses uh magic to make his soul go into the astral realm. I'm also going to guess that you had a problem with the uh, reaction of Christine when Dude. she realizes that, uh, what are you doing? Casper, the friendly ghost. Like, Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, yes. And I think too, and we can kind of go over this fight scene. I'm just like, this is really around the time that her character completely unraveled for me because none of Mm -hmm. her reaction to any of that made any sense whatsoever. Like, can you imagine an ex-girlfriend of yours that you haven't seen in a long time and you in this situation shows up like... And is bleeding everywhere and then like falls down. You're like, oh shit. And then she kind of like opens up like a a, a portal void and her ghost (laughs) starts talking to It's like, you would be having panic attacks like it's like yeah. it's like it's like your like your brain would snap in half yes. and you would have the most extreme ptsd that any human being on the planet has you would be like a broken shell of a human being yep. after going through what she just went through and she's just kind of like whoa that's crazy anyway i forgive you see you later steven you know and like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like i don't know dude.
2: Yeah, uh, I I agree. I mean, she should have been like what Steven was uh, when he, right before he got kicked out of Camartage in the start, right. where he's literally on his knees begging for them to teach him. He's yeah. never done that probably in his entire life, begged anyone for anything. Right. Yeah. And he's on his knees begging them to teach him. Yeah. And no, also- yeah.
0: There's a, there's this like line or this is a joke where she like accuses him of being in a cult or whatever and I'm like yeah. wait but like how can you be skeptical at all about well, uh, yeah what I you know just just saw saw. yeah yeah I yeah I, yeah. I,
1: I noticed that dude you like oh so it sounds like a cult then, and he's just like <laughs> astral
2: project yeah it's it's fucking stupid they wrote that was not a good character um I thought the fight was interesting because I liked how uh it was slightly affecting real world objects as they were like pushing through. I also liked that. They used the defibrillator to like affect the astral realm to kill off that guy that was fighting him. Yeah. I thought that it was cool use. I don't know if it made sense necessarily. I don't think it did. Um, (laughs) No, because (laughs) that's, that's my take. I, I will say that we do see evidence in the future of the mind Uh, still being attached to the body while in astral projection form.
1: Yeah. But like shocking it with electricity, like wouldn't give your soul super. I mean, I guess it does. But I don't really understand how they got from point A to point B. There, it just it just sort of happens, and you just kind of need to accept that that's how. Yeah, it Yeah, maybe this is
0: just a bunch of yeah. like really niche world building, and we'll see yeah. this come into play later on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I also think too. I liked the scene of him fighting the dude on a conceptual level. I think more so than I did like actually watching it play out. I I really feel like this is like the part of the movie for me where i'm just sort of like okay they really stretched the ability of what they can do with cgi in a convincing way because it like was really and and of course it's gonna be obvious you know it's two ghosts fighting each other but even still i was just kind of like uh it like some parts stood out as pretty cheesy to me
2: i thought it was interesting (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I don't know the reaction wasn't that great (laughs) For, yeah i guess it's true um but yeah i i think that you know if i had watched this before ever doing this podcast which i did obviously right. um i would have never pulled the whole christine reaction thing yeah. or any of that that stuff just wouldn't have been affected me so thank you for ruining my movie yeah of course i'm, I'm, I'm here that. for that. <laughs> yeah. i
1: need to drag you down to the level that i'm at all the time
2: yeah yeah, so uh, after all of this happens and Steven has been patched up, he heads back, and now uh, the Ancient One, Mordo, and Strange are talking, and this is where Strange confronts the Ancient One about her use of the Dark Dimension, uh, and Mordo and Strange then talk about kind of what it's going to take to defend the Sanctum and, and defend the mystic arts and all of this uh, before uh, Kaecilius makes his return to, to the Sanctum uh, in New York to try to destroy it, uh, which... Strange immediately puts them in the mirror dimension, which uh, uh, you see very quickly how, how fast strange has moved through the mystic arts to be able to take on someone like Kyselius, who I would imagine as years ahead of him on his magic training. I'm curious if like any of that pulled you out of it for me, it didn't really. I feel like this is the reason why Steven has been seen through all of this time before even, joining Comartage is that he's meant to be the best of them. Yeah. And this is even referred to later on, um, not even in this movie, but in the future, that Steven was meant to be the best of who they were.
1: No, and 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 I guess to answer your question, it didn't pull me out of it because I think at this point I just had already kind of accepted that like Steven Strange is just written to be this sort of like Marty Stew character who's just the best at everything and that's just what the character is. I think it's Mm -hmm. sort of like not the most compelling way to write a character, but it all made sense in the context of the film that we had seen up till that point. Like, you know, of course he's going to be able to do it because he's, like, the best, like, and, and he's super sure. smart and he's, like, great and he's powerful and he's fantastic and he can just do all that shit. So it's like, mm. it uh, again, no, it, it didn't really pull me out. It makes sense to what the character is, um, but... I don't think it's a particularly interesting way to present a character, but it's, it it tracks, you know?
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And now this is where we get the big like chase scene through the mirror dimension Mm -hmm. where the world is like collapsing in on itself and like kaleidoscoping and like, I think all this different shit during
1: this, this is the moment where it kind of struck me that I think, and maybe part of the reason why I sort of have a more favorable opinion towards this movie than some of the other ones that we've seen is I think visually, this is probably my favorite MCU movie we've seen so far. Like, Mm. and I thought that this mirror dimension thing, like it was just cool. Like, you know, and again, very like dream, like, you know, I've never seen inception, but I imagine inception it has moments like this too i guess you know where it's like you know with everything just like warping and bending because again like it, it it like and especially like when he's like falling and it's mm-hmm. like he's like falling through these like weird things and everything's like inverted and kind of like off like like it really did feel like a dream and i thought it was yeah. cool yeah. that they like managed to pull that off
2: yeah i i What I liked about this too was everything was really detailed as well. Like it wasn't always so far away that you couldn't really tell what was happening. There were parts where they're walking down like pathways and all the pathways turn and move and change. And it was all super detailed. It wasn't just mirrored images. There was like streets of people walking behind them that were like flipping upside down. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I, I really liked this whole chase scene. This was uh, really, I also really like, too, how um, there's a part where Steven and Mordo are, like, running up the side of a building, yeah. and Strange is trying to use his sling ring, yeah. and so Kaecilius slams the ground which causes a wave on the side of the building which then stops his hands from making the motion to make the sling ring work yeah right so it was like it was really creative ways to prevent them from getting away it wasn't just like he knocked the sling ring off his hand he changed the ground's uh uh, density to make it move into a wave that stopped him from doing that so there were a lot of kind of creative ways they did this. Uh, yeah. as this chase there's a and there's a
1: there's a there's a scene too that like stuck out to me where it's like they're both like running, and then it's like because the environment is like twisting, they end up on like opposite yeah, sides like the of same the plane. same path. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it is cool v- visually. There's cool shit here. Legit. Yeah, when I, when I think yeah. about
0: um, Doctor Strange, like this is literally what I think about, and I think that's right. why I think so favorably about doctor strange it's not necessarily because of the story like it's serviceable but it's literally just these like giant set pieces of like visual effects it's just the most mind-blowing
2: like interesting to look at thing you could just like watch it forever totally yep yeah and so the ancient one shows up and builds like an arena for them in the mirror dimension uh, where then we see kind of a real fight between the Ancient One and then the followers as well as Caecilius, uh, which, again, I love the movements in here, the way that the Ancient One moves, the way that magic is used. Uh, I really also, I, I don't think we've kind of talked about this at a high level, but magic in the way that it's portrayed in this movie with the orange, like sparkly lights in the yeah. in the patterns and the design and every part of that, um, I thought was really great. And they, this is what they use moving forward for the entire MCU and the way that magic is referred to. So I thought that this was not only a great choice for this movie, but a great choice to utilize through the rest of the MCU. So I'm curious how much like Kevin Feige has in making the decisions of what magic looks like in a movie like this, you know, yeah, compared wow. to what the directors and producers have control over. Cause this is something that obviously is going to be used Outside of this movie as right. well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting to think about the production of movies like this where they're gonna have to utilize these concepts again and again with different directors and different producers and writers. And uh so yeah, it was uh it was cool. But anyways, this is where the ancient one gets uh Stabbed. Yep. And falls through a portal. through the
0: portal and then. (laughs) Very
2: violently hits the ground. Yeah, that honestly
1: probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. I have no doubt. Like legit, dude. Because when she falls, like. Like the impact of it and the fact yeah. that they just like show the, and she like hits the sheet glass and then it like shatters and she falls in like through onto dude, all the glass. Yeah. The, it was, was fucking cool, dude.
0: I was thinking like the use, cause I'm pretty sure it was a dummy, right? Like the use of a dummy there for like a practical fall was so genius. Like yeah. it was the perfect moment to show a really good dummy fall. And yeah. like it really sold that, that fall.
1: Right, and then they show up back in the hospital, and once again, Christina is just kind of sitting around not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. As for so as, as, as as has been established in this movie, she just sort of is twiddling her thumbs, waiting to solve <laughs> Stephen Strange's problems. Um. And uh, they have to pull the ancient one into the operating room, and he's gonna attempt to save her life. But unbeknownst to him, she's already kind of made
2: peace with the fact that her life mm-hmm. is not going to be saved this day. Yeah, this is it, this is the end for the ancient one as they have their kind of final discussion there in a moment frozen in time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh again another use of time and how she's stretching out her final moments just so that she gets a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Well, and I thought it was kind of cool too. you again, cause it's sort of this subtle thing where she is like stretching out her final moments, but you can actually like watch it like slowing down the longer they're talking because it's like her just like not exactly being ready to die quite yeah. yet. You know, and I thought I thought that was cool until it's like you get to the end and it's basically completely frozen until she mm-hmm. like lets go of his hand and then it all like just kicks back in again. Yeah. that And was I cool. love
0: I love how like yeah you build up to that moment where she everything's slowing down and the moment where she actually finally passes and uh, uh, it's like off screen. It's sudden like she lets go of his hand. And yeah. Then it, and then she's just gone. And I thought that was like a perfect way. yeah we don't get the standard
2: trope of like the the medical device with the flat line and that kind of stuff it's it was much more subtle and really yeah it was the most impactful to strange in that moment and i really i really like that what i didn't know though was if you remember when he goes into astral form his body starts to fall backwards and she even says you're not you haven't even hit the ground yet we never get a payoff for that moment, yeah, by the way, no, which because I was I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, I don't remember him falling to the ground in this point. Uh, and we don't ever see it. So yeah, because he at doesn't. some point yeah. he falls to the ground and they all address it. And then we move. No, past. I think it, I he guess. like
0: comes back. So like because when he leaves his body, you can see him go. Uh, and then I think yeah. what happens is he comes back and he's still like kind of.
2: Like, able to catch (laughs) himself. So it looks like, you know, how,
0: you know, how, like, when you're sleeping sometimes and you have a dream and you're falling, (laughs) and then you wake up and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I think that's what happened to him, except he was standing up.
1: Right, yeah. and and now again, too. After all of this, uh, wouldn't you know, Christina is back in love. Christine, with, by the way, C- C- Christine. She's back in love with Doctor Strange. They're 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 good. They're good to go again. All the wrongs have been righted, and uh, everything's chill. Which again, kind of speaks to how I don't think it's a very good character, considering that it's like we have all this context for shit as the audience. But think about her, right? It's this explosive blow-up, right? And then she doesn't see this dude. Like, he drops off the face of the map, starts sending her, like, cringy, creepy, stalkery (laughs) sort of emails, and she blocks him. And then Mm -hmm. he shows up covered in blood, and then like she helps save his life and he's like, okay, I need to leave again. Bye. And then he does. And then he shows up one more time being like, Hey, my homie's about to die. And then she does die. And then he's like, I need to leave again. And she's like, "Stephen strange. I love you. You know, it's like, it's just kind of like, what? Like, I don't know. Man, like I didn't, I did. I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy that fucking character. It was, it, I don't know the movie. Like, Couldn't have, I guess, existed without her because you sort of need her there to to show that like Stephen Strange is a changed man and you're going to see that he's a changed man through the relationship with her. But I think it could have been handled in a more intelligent way as opposed to the sort of heavy-handed uh uh showing of it that we ended up getting.
2: Yeah, I think some of the intro of the movie where it was a lot of the medical stuff and a lot of lot of setup could have been utilized to set up more of their relationship. Sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Because, you know, if they showed That they had known each other since before medical school or during medical school, and they had had a relationship, and he kind of turned into that person over time, and she always knew who he could be and was in love with that person that he was, and blah, 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 but they didn't really do that. That's all... Made up head and right? So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, they and 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 not and not only did they not do that, they actually did the opposite of that. Where it's like yeah. she's just like kind of in love with this like dick who then is like sure. really mean to her. And then he like shows up, and now he's a wizard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and she's just like, "Oh, that's that's cool. We're good again." Now, you
2: know? now uh, the one thing I will say is they do live in a world where the Avengers exist.
1: Yeah, yeah sure. They live in they live in a world where the Avengers where exist. there was a
2: black hole with aliens that came out yeah. of it and almost destroyed all of New York and maybe the world. Like, and Thor is real. He's right. not a storybook character. So. I'm also like, you know, I also try to remember that too, when weird mystical shit happens in their and universe, that's not as weird, right. but this would be weirder than they treated yeah. it.
1: Right. And be that as it may, because I do, uh-huh. I, I do agree with you. I still yeah. think though, that it's like <laughs> their interpersonal relationship kind of has nothing to do with that, you know, like, yeah, and like I don't know I mean again her her character development was just sort of non-existent like again she, sure. I, I, I think I think I said it earlier but I mean I really felt like she was sort of the pepper of this movie where yeah. like her only thing there she was just like a plot device to carry Stephen Strange and and I guess she accomplished that but it wasn't really that interesting like I don't feel anything for that character you know it, it she sure. felt like more of a set piece
2: yeah No, I got you. Um, Well, this is it. We're at the last part of the movie here where uh, uh, Kaecilius has shown up uh, in Hong Kong at the Sanctum there. Um, And Wong is there with all of the recruits and all the people as part of Kamratage. And Wong confronts them on the street. Uh, And we cut to Mordo and Doctor Strange showing up. And it's too late. That's it. Dormammu and the Dark Dimension have made it in. And the Hong Kong Sanctum has fallen. Uh, and Dormammu is coming. Uh, and it turns out that, uh, oh, we have a little infinity stone here, uh, that we can utilize to turn back time. Uh, and, uh, this is, this is a, (laughs) this is an infinity stone moment, meaning what do these infinity stones do? And they clearly, uh, are very, very powerful. They do something. Um, Yeah. yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before he was making an apple uh, go back and forth in time, but he just made this entire city go back. And like how far, I I kind of don't know how far it reached. Did it reach across the entire world? Did he make, was this like a Superman moment where the entire world went back? (laughs) Was this a, you know, (laughs) like I, (laughs) I, 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 it was very nebulous, I guess, as to like, how big the impact was right. of him utilizing the time stone in this moment, I guess right. is my point. I agree. <laughs> yeah. 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 So <laughs> this is very much a Loki yeah, staff yeah. situation. It's, yeah.
1: It's, it's Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of a classic Loki staff scenario now,
2: taking away the Loki staff part of it. This was super cool because they were fighting. They were doing a real time fight. While time was moving backwards, yeah, it was Tenet before before Tenant.
0: Oh, I've never, never seen, seen tenet, tenet, so I have mm, okay, well, I have no idea. Uh, I well, I don't know if I would recommend it. <laughs> it was interesting, but yeah. It was a Tenet moment,
1: <laughs> and even the way that they kind of dispatch Mads by like throwing him into the wall. Into and then yeah, the yeah. He wall, got Edgar like, Allan recon- Poe, bro. Yeah, dude, it's cool. Yeah, there were there were there were there were there were definitely some cool spots there. Um, and also how it's like, I don't know. I thought it was just visually interesting how it's like, even mm-hmm. while the reversals happening, it's still like pandemonium after he kind of deals with Dormammu, yeah. then it kind of goes back to normal. But, but before that happens, it's like, it's still just chaos. It's just chaos in reverse, which was visually yeah. fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like someone was on fire and then they uh- just like, <laughs> became not on yeah. fire as they moved back and like the the aquariums were refilling yeah. and there was a yeah, lot of moving parts cool. to this
0: i i have to imagine the previs was insane for this shot because yeah. There just oh yeah so many things going on like some dude yeah, this is one flies of those... out of the windshield of his car, and then they have to like was, put it yeah. back.
1: Yeah, so that was that, that that was that was my favorite one. Was was that one where it's like yeah, like the corpse. It's like a yeah, dead body a dead on cop. the ground, like going back into the car and becoming alive again. Yeah, that was
2: cool. What I liked is they didn't linger on any one of these moments for too long because if you didn't catch this. Wong was also yeah, dead yeah he dead. was in the rubble stabbed through the heart and yep. chest with that metal rod it's like they didn't but they didn't like pause it there and go oh no Wong yeah. is dead he we have to save music. him with time right. yeah Wong! it was just like oh yeah Wong was dead by the way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a quick nod and then he was okay right yeah um which I yeah was was great and so now we're yeah we're kind of like Eighty percent of the way fixed when the time spell is broken as Steven gets thrown onto the ground. Um and this is where Steven gets an idea. Right. And uh there was no light bulb on his head, but it is very clear that he had a light bulb moment. Sure, yeah. And he yeah. uh
1: flies into the dark into the Thor Dark World, and then he <laughs> and then he
0: comes yeah. toe to toe can i yeah. say though like as, as crazy as the visuals of this movie are like the dark world, the dark dimension was probably my least favorite aesthetically you
1: know i completely agree and i and it kind of bummed me out because it's like that's like the payoff yeah. you know so it's, yeah it's, so, so it's kind of janky that the payoff like isn't really on the same caliber as everything we had seen up till it It was kind of, it sort of looks like neurons in a brain. Yeah, that's, that's kind of fun, I guess, but it's, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I,
2: I, I I think that that was kind of the point though, to drive home that the one, which is what they were talking about, the one reality dimension to bring everything into it was not like a magical Asgard type city where everyone lives happily ever after it's meant to be a a mind essentially to bring them into one mindset that Dormammu rules. Right. And so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it wasn't the, the coolest thing we've seen through this movie, but I think it was meant to be kind of destitute and kind of like not spectacular because they don't want it to be. I would, I would give it
0: a strange out of 10. It was Ooh, strange
2: okay. yeah. looking. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so strange's idea is that he's going to bring time into a timeless dimension, right? That's what he's going to use to defeat Dormammu is essentially, uh, stick him in a time loop and control him over and over until Dormammu decides to bargain with him. Right. On, uh, on leaving earth. um, yeah, this was uh, fun. It was uh, seeing him die in different ways, multiple times yeah. over and over and over. Was uh, I like that they did it differently every time, and they kind of played around with this a bit? Right, was, uh, and
1: you can sort of tell that like Dormammu is becoming increasingly frustrated because, like, yeah. you know, as it continues, it's like the deaths are getting more extreme.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we just had this big fight scene with, like, Mads and all of everyone else, right? But this wasn't meant to be, like, the final boss fight. This is meant to be the moment to wrap up with really the story's main uh, antagonist. Uh, and I, I liked the way that they did that, utilizing time. Yeah. This was creative. It was really creative, I thought, to to utilize the time stone to set a time loop to defeat Dormammu. Yeah, it
0: works on a lot of levels because... Um, Doctor Strange is still, like, very new to magic, mm-hmm. but the way that he excels as, like, a sorcerer is his, uh, his capacity to learn, like, faster than everybody else. Not necessarily, like, in terms of physicality, but just in terms of arcane knowledge. And so the fact that he's able to solve this problem through, like, using his brain and using yeah. that strength of his... Like we don't get a huge magic battle just yet because that would be that would be like stretching the ability like our expectations of what he's capable of, but for some reason this um, manipulation of time doesn't because he's been proven to like naturally excel at this sort of magic.
1: Yeah, it it, it was kind of reminiscent to me of the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Yeah, you know, in a yeah. weird way, where it's like he sort of defeats the like unstoppable power in a way that like is true to his character and only he could do which i also think is maybe why i sort of liked the um ant-man and falcon fight scene that happened in ant-man because it's like a similar thing where it's like it's like, it's like, he didn't like, like he jumps into the jet pack to, to say, it's like he does a thing that only Ant-Man could do. Yeah. It's yeah. like, so, and so when moments like that happen, I it's 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 way more serviceable to me than like, you know, Tony Stark fighting Whiplash or whatever, because it's just sort of like, well, like Captain America also could have just done that, you know, yeah. like, but, you know, sure. but, but when you have these sort of things where it's like, okay, it's dealt with, using themes that have been set up through the movie and it's really only this character that could have done it like this. It it, it always makes it more interesting.
2: Yeah. And I thought the time loop was cool.
1: Like legit. I mean, it begs a lot of fucking questions, obviously where it's like, okay, so the dimension doesn't have time in it, but then like, how would Steven even be perceiving time there like you wouldn't be able to have a conversation without time existing like he would just be stretched into infinity and wouldn't even have yeah. the ability to do anything but he just can i guess and then when he like introduces it, it's like what does that mean for dormammu exactly because it's like if dormammu exists without time couldn't he just like be like okay I won't fuck up earth Wink wink, and then just like head earlier and give Mads a heads up to like do something different before the fight. He's like, Hey, he's gonna throw you into a wall, just avoid that happening because he does because he doesn't exist in time. Like, it's just like, I, 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 like, I. I understand why it ended up there, but I'm just saying the minute that you're like, time doesn't exist, and I'm just forced to accept that with no explanation, it's weird because I'm like, what yeah. does that mean? Exactly? I,
0: I I just think that like by introducing no time mechanic, it's like you kind of have to just accept everything that they say, right? Is true, yeah, and because, there's no rationalizing yeah. it at all. Yeah. So you just, I, yeah, <laughs> I, which is where
1: I ended up, by the way, because it's like, because, but again, I mean, if you just think about, like, okay, what would no, what would existing outside of time look like? And it's just like, well, everything would be happening at the same time as everything else, and also nothing would be happening. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. So, like, so it, you would, like, you would go there and you would just be pulled infinitely in every direction forever and there would be no escape and also your brain mm-hmm. wouldn't work and you couldn't talk
0: yeah like, it, would, so, it would be the know. it would be the dot on top of the eye in jeremy bear me.
1: uh i yeah, uh, sure yeah
2: that's from the good that's place the okay game.
1: word well i never saw it so i'm gonna take your word uh, for i'm that. so
2: surprised <laughs> that I'm <not>. um <laughs> yeah uh cool so uh he makes the deal with uh dormammu to take the zealots. And Dormammu should leave and never come back, and he will ex- he will break the time loop. Uh, and that's exactly what happens. So Strange comes back, seemingly in the same moment that he left, uh, to go to Dormammu, because he appears right behind Mads as he's talking. Um, and that's when Mads and the followers start to, like, disintegrate in front of them, like, turning into skeletons of themselves that they get sucked into the dark dimension and taken away mm-hmm. uh which was actually pretty reminiscent of uh of the sequel to dr strange because uh in that moment too there's kind of a lot of zombie like body mangling kind of stuff in that yeah. moment so i thought that was uh interesting to see i could see that, that here see that. yeah uh, and this is where we get uh, Wong's final break into the humor, where uh, Doctor Strange says, uh, "By the way, you should know that the warnings come after the spells." Got him, <laughs> and that's what gets Wong finally. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? I still like Wong. All right, you can't shit on him for me. I I I, I enjoyed his character in this movie. Sure, um, but <laughs> Mordo, but Mordo is done. Just like Christian is done with Dude, this. Dude, uh, such a uh, he, narc, bro. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that. Okay. So
2: the end of the movie has
1: two glaring things for me, where I was like, "Wait, what the Uh fuck?" One was like, "Yeah, Mordo
2: taking off." I'm just like, I don't buy that. Like, really. Like, you know. I mean. Well, I mean, I feel like that plant, that seed was already planted with him finding out that the ancient one was using the dark dimension to stay alive. Yeah. yeah. Right? At that moment, I feel like he was already done if it wasn't for the eminent threat of Kaecilius. Right. Sure. But then
1: they like deal with all this. I mean, he's basically like back to square one on his stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That sucks that she was doing that. But on the flip side, she's not around anymore he doesn't have to and their directive is still exactly the same. And also considering that it's like, he's it's like now it has been proven that their job is important because they just had to defeat Dormammu. So like, so if anything, he'd have like more like uh uh encouragement or like or like a stronger feeling that no, his path was correct
0: he's the classic like the principles matter more than the actual good that we're fighting for type of guy yeah. which yeah. is yeah some beta shit first <laughs> first of all <laughs> but <laughs> yeah um yeah dude i don't know i i didn't like the the heel turn on mordo either it just yeah. didn't it didn't feel like it would make sense like, oh, and then really, also- I felt that
2: that's where it was going like all the way leading up to there his whole his whole time spent at kamartage was destroyed because his idea was that uh the ancient one was the right answer that she knew everything that she was the you know the person that he should follow and all of that uh alongside of the rules of natural law and everything else, was destroyed within the course of less than a day yeah but but, i mean
0: but 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 like what do you what do you have rather like dormammu just won like
1: that's uh, what and, (laughs) and and that's what i'm saying and also like it wasn't even really destroyed considering that it's like the entire time he was just like okay well you just need to implicitly trust this person like Anytime that uh, 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 Dr. Strange was like, hold on, I have some questions or some reservations or whatever. Like he would always shoot back with a like, well, she knows what she's doing. So it's like this reveal that it's like, oh, my God, she was tapping into the dark magic. Like it's like it's like its character was already set up to just like implicitly trust the shit so like it seems like he probably could have like wrapped his mind around that as opposed to just being like so shaken by you know because it's but yeah i don't know okay it was it was just weird and then they do this other thing at the end too that i actually really didn't like where they like kind of like revisit the ultimatum Where it's like, well, you can use your magic to heal your hands, or you can go and continue saving the world. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) what? Like it's like, A, why couldn't you just do both? I don't really get it, but okay, but if we're assuming that you can't, I'm like, why why are we talking about hands again now? Like, right. It's like I get that it's this like central theme where that's like what started him on his thing but on the flip side i'm like we're so far past that at this point
2: yeah so maybe i didn't take the same meaning from it that you did but what i gathered from that scene was the option was that he could use the magic to heal his hands and go back to his old life right because he had previously expressed that he wasn't here to continue to fight in a mystical war, which is not dead because Dormammu's gone. Sure. There's clearly mystical dangers that will continue to show. So what I gathered from that scene was the choice was not to you, to heal your hands or use magic. It was to heal your hands, to go back to the life that you had or to continue with the mystic right. arts and stay within Kamartage and stay within that community to build up his magical strength and be a protector of the earth. Sure. From a and, mystical that, and, perspective. And,
1: that, and that's fine. And I can accept that as an explanation, but I am still saying that like, it was just a weird note to end the movie on C- sure. b- because it's sort of like the same thing when they bring up the hands again, like halfway through, I'm like, it's like the stakes are much higher now, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's like, I mean, and he just sort of like defeated. Dor- so it's like that's not even really an option at this point. So it was just weird to me that then they're like, "Oh, hey, by the way, yeah. you could just walk." Because o- it's like I feel like
0: that 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 um that like fork in the road decision making moment should have come before the final battle,
2: right? and it yeah, would have made for more sure. Sense.
1: And sure. It, and it should have come before like even halfway through the movie when they try to introduce that as like a point of struggle again, like it's like it makes sense in the beginning and then it like kind of stops making sense the next time they bring it up and it super doesn't make sense for them to bring it up right at the end. Like it's like, again, yeah. that we're, we're, we're beyond like, let's just be right. beyond, you know, it could have just been better.
2: Sure. True. Sure. Well, well, Uh, this is the end. And, uh, right before we get to the end credits, Wong reveals that this is an infinity stone, uh, which is the time stone and that now earth has no sorcerer supreme. So that will have to be figured out later. And I'm sure they will. Um, and that is Dr. Strange. Now we got two credit scenes here, uh, which the first one is Thor and Dr. Strange sitting down. Uh, and it turns out that, yeah, if we remember uh, last we saw Thor in the incredible dark world of his own movie, right. not yeah, in yeah, Avengers. Yeah, by but... Uh, but the last time we saw Thor in his own movie, uh, Loki had taken over the throne for Odin. Right. Uh, and we don't know where Odin is. And so it turns out that Thor is now on the hunt for Odin and has, uh, a run into Dr. Strange because Loki has appeared on earth with Thor and, uh, he's been keeping a watch list. Of potential people that are a problem for them yeah uh especially because loki uh as you know can use magic to oh. conjure knives oh, uh, oh okay he cool. doesn't have a loki utility oh, that's just uh, that's so lame dude yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah this is kind of the setup for thor ragnarok which is not the next movie but the one after the next movie
1: it is uh, and then,
2: so fucking funny to
1: me now knowing that this final scene doesn't go anywhere. That yes, they just yeah. added a scene at the end of the movie yeah. where he just cruelly cripples a man. <laughs> and then, and, we then, and then that's it. Re, re-cripples a man and then it's done. And then that's it.
2: I don't think that the intention when they did it was to not... Follow up this no, story. I by know. The of way. Course, yeah, of course <laughs> yeah. they <laughs> just, meant to. Just, just I, to be clear, I'm just, I'm just
1: saying, knowing what we know now, that scene is yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just like it's so. It's like just such an evil note to end the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, For sure. You're just like here's this. Here's this like like torture. That's, like, unimaginable. And and, and 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 that's what we're going to end it on. And also, by the way, you're going to get no closure for this. It's just the end of the movie. Yeah. It's just him removing a man's ability to move and leaving him lying there on the floor yeah. begging.
2: And then we're done. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's, and that's Doctor it. Strange. All right. Cool. That's, Woo, that's, Dr. That's, Strange! Hey! That's Dr. Strange. Cool, dude. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate they don't pay that off, by the way, because I think... That could have been a really good second movie of, of you know, Mordo going uh, across the world, taking magic away from sorcerers and Doctor Strange having to go up against him. But who knows? Maybe that'll show up in phase five. Yeah. We don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. All right. Well, uh, final
1: thoughts, ratings, what I like, what Dan didn't, and uh, some uh, 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 some thoughts from John thoughts. to, yeah, to, sure. to cab us sure. off. I mean, I think my segment could probably be pretty brief this week, uh, considering I basically already said it. But, you know, I think this movie visually best one we've seen so far, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think Mads, cool ass actor. I liked him. Uh, Stephen Strange, you know, kind of a I don't know. I don't like the character that much yet. Maybe that will change at some point. Like I liked him more towards the end of the movie than I did at the beginning. And I get that that's the point, but I also, that's a good thing. Right. But I also don't, mean that in the way that i think the director wanted it to be like 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 at (laughs) the beginning of the movie from a plot perspective it he didn't really make sense to me where he does kind of make sense towards the end so you know whatever we'll see if that continues to be a thing um And, uh, again, I think that like thematically, I like it when they do the shit where it's like, they sort of have a theme and they reference it and they stick to it. This movie was obviously had a lot to do with time. Uh, you know, the symbolism of the broken watch was kind of cool, uh, as sort of the thing to kick off, um, you know, uh, uh, his understanding that time isn't what he thought it was, you know, it's like fun. Yeah. Um, Mm yeah. I think all in all, if I'm if I'm if I'm going to rate this movie, I would probably give it like a five. You know, like I mean, yeah. I'm just kind of like, wow, okay. yeah. That's I, I mean, good. I mean, hey. again, there's like That's shit. I, there's shit bad. I liked about it for sure. You know, yeah. um, I didn't hate it, uh, but I also like the lows were pretty low, and like the highs for me were maybe like there were like two and a half highs throughout the movie, which was the hallway scene was definitely a high point. The scene in the mirror realm with Mads was also a high point. And I'll give the 0.5 to the Dormammu thing. Again, I thought it was clever and kind of cool. Although it doesn't really make sense at all. If you think about it for half a second, which is why I'm deducting <laughs> a half point from it. Um, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Five, uh, wow. five, five out of 10, go watch it if you want to.
2: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I think I also kind of touched on what I didn't like necessarily, but, Um, it was kind of just the start of the movie, I guess, Like, you know, uh, there, there were points that I brought up kind of at the start there, but realistically it was, um, you know, just a lot of things that were overdone, like the medical jargon at the start was kind of overdone. Uh, the kind of, some of the phrases that he would say to Christine and, uh, that he was this. Very stereotypical, cocky, arrogant doctor, blah, 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 blah. Right. It was all just uh, uh, aggressive character building, I think, is what I said at the start. And so uh, the aggressive character building at the start was just, uh, in my opinion, unneeded. I feel like they could have spent more of that time towards developing the relationship with Christine. uh, And I think that that could have been probably a better use of that time. So that's what I would say. But honestly, as we passed the setup to who Steven was as a person before Comartage, uh, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, the humor was not really there for most of it, but there were a couple, you know, chuckle moments. Um, but I, I, I liked it because I, I really liked seeing the setup of magic in the MCU. So that's what I really enjoyed seeing was, What was magic going to be like? How was it handled? What did it look like? Um, How did the time stone come into play? How do they use that to represent magic in some ways? Um, You know, uh, Wong uh, was a great character for me, even though he didn't have a ton of time. But I also know where he goes, and so I really like that. Um, Mordo was uh, kind of a throwaway, but clearly they were setting him up to be bigger in the next movies, uh, which didn't end up happening, but yeah, overall, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun movie. I'd rate this a, um, man, I should have thought of that in advance. I would say 7.2 out of 10.
0: Woo! Okay. Yeah.
2: Because again, loved all the setup for the magic. I personally really like Benedict Cumberbatch, and I think that he is a perfect Doctor Strange. And especially as we move forward and start to see him in other movies and other things, he becomes, to me, like Robert Downey Jr. is for Iron Man. I don't necessarily think that that's him in this movie. I think that it's a great start for Doctor Strange, but I don't think we've seen him yet in the capacity where we would say like, he is the definitive doctor strange, right? Like Robert Downey jr is the definitive iron man. You can't right. like replace him. You can't recast him to be Tony Stark. Um, but I think that this was a really good start for strange, uh, and for Benedict Cumberbatch. So nice. that's that.
0: Yeah. So final thoughts for me, um, this movie was one of the, I think it's the only movie so far that has gotten me to be like, all right, my rating has got a, it's not going to be really objective at all. Um, I really like the themes in this movie. Like we've, we've touched on all of it, basically really cool themes. Um, The visuals are insane. I could literally just watch the action scenes of this movie forever. Um, Just because like the choreography is pretty cool. But not only is the choreography really good, but like the editing mm-hmm. is fantastic, and I think it had to be that way because um, of all the previs that they obviously put into it. Like, um, so many different, like, time warping, space warping, went on during the the action scenes that I think they had to have everything like very mm-hmm. planned out, um, which is why we get better editing, um, on those action scenes as well uh I had noticed that like after because just full transparency we take notes during the movies so we know what we're talking about during the podcast my notes are so bare for this movie and I think it's because I finally hit the point in the MCU where I'm just like turning my brain off for most of it and just enjoying the ride um so yeah uh I think I have to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. I, yeah. I just where like I, know, I really like the visuals of this. Like that that really I can brings see that. it up for me. Yeah. Um but as a final note, something that we nobody talked about was there's this portion during Steven's training where he's like trying to learn how to fight And Mordo picks up the, like, the rod of the Living Tribunal. And it's never mentioned again, but the Living Tribunal, and, like, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure the Living Tribunal is, like, the closest we get to a one true god in the Marvel Universe. Like, the Living Tribunal is basically a stand-in character for the writers of Marvel comic books. And so huh. I kind of wish that we get, uh, at some point in the MCU, I wish that we would get more of the Living Tribunal stuff. But that's just me. I don't know.
2: Like like Jesus is going to show up as a superhero or what? No, just literally God's going to just like rain upon like all of
0: the, the heroes <laughs> and villains and be like, no, 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 we don't like this. We're just going to like push some of these people aside and just like literally just deus ex machina everything like i don't know i don't know i've never read anything
2: like well as long as that character is played by morgan freeman then i'm good so
0: yeah that's that's my fan cast
2: yeah (laughs) cool well hey thanks for listening that's 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 the end that's
1: that's and that and that's a podcast okay we'll see you we'll see we'll see you next time everybody thanks for listening goodbye Goodbye. see see ya Okay. okay bye